0: It is the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. The phone number here in the studio, if you'd like to join us, 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight... It is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me,
1: it's Nikki and Richie Rich.
0: Captain's log, Stardate date zero seven zero nine two zero two three. Think I got everything out of the way. Sure, yeah, I think yeah. so. Is it's been a few things? weeks yeah. since
1: I've been here on a Sunday. Give him the phone I, number,
0: like I, I did phone oh, number
2: okay.
0: 603-283-6167 yeah
1: call in
2: call in talk about whatever's on your mind and and now we have like a successfully married person on the show yeah so we can give out relationship advice
1: well well, that's bon- oh, I don't want to okay. I don't want to step on let's, Bonnie's toes that's kind of her department <laughs> let's
0: define successfully married I mean they got married
1: yeah. They did, I mean, but
0: was it. They're still married. Was it. Yeah. Uh, it's been a week. Was it state involved or not state involved? Did you get the license?
1: Yeah, we did get the license. You got the license. Yeah, I, I didn't want to. I was very on the fence about Man. it. But. This was Matt's idea? No, it was my idea. Well, he was very. Did, did
0: one of you need to get on the other's, so, like, medical insurance yes, or something? Okay. Yeah, All so right. I
1: think probably. Like, he was open to whatever I wanted to do, but I'm the one with the. Uh, insurance-providing job, and Mm -hmm. I think he kind of wanted to benefit on that a little bit. Oh, so it wasn't you getting
0: on his insurance, it was him getting on yours. Yeah. I see. What a
1: mooch. So, mm, but, Mm. and, you know, I was thinking about it. I really didn't want to just because of my, you know, philosophies. But I figured with us having kids, and, you know, I and I've heard uh, stories from both sides of the spectrum where, you know, we... We were married, but not state involved, and it was fine. And then other people were like, "Well, we didn't get the state involved, and it wasn't fine, you know." So I, don't, I it's based no. on the circumstances. I figured it would be easiest for us just to do the horrible status thing. What
0: did the horrible status license cost you?
1: Like thirty bucks, I okay. think. Okay.
0: All right. I mean, that's still thirty bucks, but
2: one of the yeah. things that's frequently brought up brought up with that is like, "Oh, they're not going to let you visit him in the hospital." Right, right. But I've never. Which isn't
1: really legit. Right.
2: I've been in the hospital, and everyone comes whenever they want. Like no one's been kicked out of my room because they couldn't. Yeah. So, so basically,
1: you know, some of the concerns were if we had kids, you know, and something happens to me, it would be easier for him to like resume custody. You know, vice versa, and then like if something happens, and then if something happens to him, um, we don't have to go through because there are ways to like. You know, do the power of attorney and all of those things, but it's also a bunch of legal stuff and a bunch of state stuff. So either way, to set it up so it's seamless if something happens to one of us and, you know, in the event that we have children or we have assets together, whatever, um, it seemed like the easiest way and the way to keep the state as uninvolved as possible. Yeah. Was to just get legally married, and then we wouldn't have to do all of the other mumbo jumbo. The I'm, way
2: to keep the state uninvolved as possible is to immediately <laughs> involve them right from the get go.
0: I'm so glad that you guys had the wedding uh, during Fork Fest.
1: Yep, because Fork Fest is infinitely cooler than Pork Fest. It's certainly more no, in, in my Pork now. Yeah, Pork Yeah, Pork gosh. Yeah. Uh, uh no. you may
0: have heard. Like, I specifically didn't do my pre-EP release listening thing on the same day as your wedding because I was like, I don't want to step on y'all's toes. You guys are.
1: You should have done are- it at my wedding. Well,
0: in <laughs> retrospect, I actually said that last week yeah. on the air, and I'm like, in retrospect, I probably should have just been like, hey, can I just do this? Yeah. Like during your reception, because like my speakers were already there, yeah. and like there was a stage there, and I could have easily put up the you know the slide the slide the projector for the videos and all that stuff. Um, but I'm really glad that I didn't in, mm-hmm. in retrospect because, you know, uh, Matt got that big ass tent that him and I shared and, you know, we did. Yeah. A, we and did, that was cool. We did like casino night and, and a bar, you know, all they that They had fun a couch stuff. and
1: everything. Yeah.
0: And like that, a came, real couch too. That, that came together very anarchically. Like we had almost no plans other than, hey, I'm bringing this. I'm bringing that whatever you know like we didn't have lights lights just mysteriously showed up we paid for them of course but like somebody's like yeah i got some lights and somebody donated the couch and like yeah it just sort of became a thing of its donated own donated the couch I was somebody on my was way trying to, to get rid of yeah. their couch well no 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 we specifically we specifically were like look we appreciate you bringing this couch but we don't want to be stuck with this thing you understand that by bringing it here at the end of this thing it's your responsibility to get rid of and they were like sure okay that guy died
1: <gasps> oh. It was White's couch. I didn't know it was White's couch. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: So So uh, he
2: knew he was no, right.
0: Yeah, I don't Yeah, I it that was weird in and of itself right yeah. but then like uh uh marley and somebody else mm-hmm. ended up taking care of it you know yeah. i was consul- like it wasn't i didn't make the deal i just you know matt made the deal and so i warned him i'm like look dude we're going to get stuck with this thing we're going to have to take a chainsaw cut it up and burn it or something that's fun the, though. Throw at the to end the of the bonfire yeah. that's that's what i thought but then we missed out on doing that uh i talked to a couple of people who have those uh, seasonal Trailers up there. Uh, And I was like, look, it's not even my responsibility, but I don't want Rogers Campground to look down upon any of the attendees. I don't want to leave like this rogue couch just there. And so we arranged for it to be handled. And then I followed up, and sure enough, it was handled. So we did the responsible thing. We took it, they took care of it. We communicated with everybody. We were prepared to take care of it ourselves. That is, drag it down to the dumpster and like maybe bust it in half or whatever, whatever we needed to do to make it like sort of fit. Um, but we didn't have to do any of that, and in fact, it went back to one of the seasonal campers uh, who you know, needed a sofa or whatever. So It all and, works out. And it wasn't like the sofa was like dirty and dingy. like It was in somebody's living room. Yeah. like Kids were playing on it when they went to go get it.
1: I sat on you it. Know? It was pretty comfortable. It yeah. was. Uh, somebody, it was nice couch. Uh,
0: our sometimes co-host, Nobody, ended yeah. up uh, passing out on it one night. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: I've got a photo I'm of that I'm not surprised somewhere. about
1: that. Yeah. I hope he <laughs> sat on it out before he got on there. That uh, checks out. <laughs>
2: Uh, He's the last person to use the couch.
0: Yeah. The steam yeah, I
1: want it to be on the record that I sat on it before yeah. he passed out on it. <laughs>
0: uh there is video of the EP pre-release. There's also music videos still yet to come for the EP. Uh so thank you to everybody who's uh either gone to captainkickass.com or to your favorite uh music provider app. I'm everywhere. I'm on like Pandora, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Deezer, I'm on I don't even know. They gave Apple me Apple Music. Apple Music, oh, iTunes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Everyone, just go search for Captain Kickass or Eleutheromania. Mm-hmm. It's hard to spell, but if you type in E L E, there's not a lot of words that start with E L E, right? Well, and I'm sure
1: there's a lot of Captain Kickasses right. out there. So I'm sure if you type that in, a right. bunch of people will There's come up. a surprising amount
0: of, like, if you just put in to the major search engine, I'm not going to name it. Uh, but if you just put Captain Kickass into that and like click on videos or click on yeah. all or whatever, there's a surprising amount of not me.
1: Yeah. Right? Oh, you didn't trademark it? Now, you didn't uh, 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 copyright that? Uh,
0: no, but I have the uh, URL, right? So yeah. I've got captainkickass.com, which is yeah. far more important than any trademark or copyright. Um, and also, too, uh, at the pre release slash watch party, uh, somebody was inquiring about copyright. Uh, when you find my stuff on all these platforms, it's going to say copyright, whatever, 2023, all rights reserved, all that kind of crap. Uh, that being said, uh, during uh, last week's Beard Talk Live i played the whole ep mm-hmm. so it's out there if you need to go pirate it or whatever go find last week's episode of beard talk live and all three songs were played during that so uh if anybody wants to give me any crap about Ooh, copy, copy, like it's already out there it's already on a publicly available stream i put it out there myself i've
1: already burned like four cds i'm selling them for 15 bucks each so of for you know. lawn yep
2: You've got, like, a, a kick-ass mm-hmm. EP stand
0: instead yep,
1: of a lemonade I do, stand? Yeah.
2: So I, I have a general question about the copyright. All right. Because there are other copyright levels available to use besides the standard copyright. Mm-hmm. And is there a reason why you didn't choose one of those, you know, like the Creative Commons or so, Michael Fien's BIPCOT no-government license? Y-
0: yes. It's okay. because I wanted to uh, use a distributor who would get me on all of the major platforms. And they require confidence. They require you to right. have that, and there was no option. It was just standard copyright across the board. They also do some things where the distributor does. Uh, they've provided me some promo videos, which uh, I've put up on both my Twitter and my Facebook page as time has gone on. I'll put up, like, one every other day or something like that. So there's some pretty cool videos that they made. One of them's got, like, uh, The Mandalorian and uh, uh, Grogu, the, okay. the little Baby yeah. Yoda guy. Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so fun stuff. Oh, one of them's also got uh its like my music over the dancing bit from Clerks Two, okay. right? With yeah, it's 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 super awesome. Like they gave me like some other stuff. They they give you some avenues to go get uh, spins, so you can actually put your music up with other independent artists who will like rate your stuff, thumbs up, thumbs down, or they'll comment on it, that kind of stuff. And then based on their feedback, it'll get you on like other playlists and stuff. Oh so, man, you so gotta they, get
2: into like some jukeboxes around town.
0: Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be really sweet, actually. Um, so, yeah, the distributor, because I'm an independent artist, I had to find an independent distributor. Got it. And there's only a few of them. Okay. Right? And so I had to go, well, okay, who's going to do the most for me and who's going to be the most kickass? And so I wanted to be on all the platforms because everybody prior to the release was asking, like, are you going to be on Spotify? Are you going to be on Pandora? Are you going to be on Deezer? Are you going to be on YouTube? Are you going to be on iTunes? Are you going to be on, right, name your platform here. And there's a list of, I don't know, like 35 different platforms that that I'm on. I just got an email today that says I'm successfully on Deezer. Which I was already on. I already verified that through somebody that I know who's an international person who has a Deezer account. Believe it or not, most of the Deezer listeners are from France. Okay. France. Another thing "Mm -hmm." that would be cool
2: is using the recommended engines. You know, like when you put in Captain Mm Kickass into Pandora or Spotify. Yes. Who were they putting you in the graces of? You know what I mean? like oh if you like Captain Kickass you might like
0: oh who are they like recommending in yeah. addition that i don't know that'd be cool to find out that uh, remains to be seen so um i want to ask the listeners actually if you like captain kickass you might like nickelback if you're listening uh, i've spent all my budget on making this ep and then making the videos And then, you know, producing like the USB cards that I had available. I sold out of those at Porkfest and Forkfest.
1: I bought two myself. I
0: have ordered, uh, we'll call it the second edition. It's a slightly different variation. Same artwork, but uh, it's not branded specifically for Porkfest and Forkfest. I've ordered some more of those. I'll be offering those for sale on my Bandcamp page. Um, So, but what I'm saying is I have no budget for marketing. Uh, I was I was lucky enough that uh, uh, the the founders of this program, Free Talk Live, uh, got me hooked up with The Voice, Zeus himself. Okay. And uh, in fact, I can play it for you right now. I'm I'm so happy with this particular spot that I'm just going to play it for everybody. Stand by.
4: Wake up and into Eleutheromania. That's awesome. The insatiable desire for freedom. We have- It's the new 3 song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass.
0: Yeah, the next ones they will
4: Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from captainkickass.com. <laughs>
2: Zeus's body count probably like right in chamber.
1: So I'm actually a little jealous about that because <laughs> he totally puts my little like advertisement thing I did for you to shame. Like I can't compete with that. Are Nobody you kidding? Can. I can't point. compete with like, that.
0: Like, like, look, like, we all do this, right? Yeah. And then I also do, uh, and I am not doing as much of it as I used to, but I do, uh, like, I did an audio book for Alu Axelman. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? It's called uh, the mm, mm, the the plague that shall not be questioned. Yeah. Uh, and so I've done that. I've done voice work for I don't know, man, like a couple thousand different phone systems. So these businesses that have these like, thank you for calling blah, 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 for sales, press one, for this, press two. I did uh, thousands of those. That work is actually dying off Mm -hmm. thanks to AI. Yeah. Right. They've been able to manufacture these like robot voices to sound way more human day after day after day. And so now instead of having to contract, like send an approved script to a guy like me or Zeus for that matter uh who you know to read it record it and then upload it to the phone system in the appropriate file type like that's all gone away now all you need to do is log in and change the type right so if dave quits and you've hired bob you just erase dave and put bob in there and the voice magically changes and sounds human and i'm like oh man that's putting me out of work right but like welcome to the club all that being said you can't replicate zeus that guy's got the voice he's got the magic voice so i'm so happy that uh ian put me in touch with him we were able to get this thing done and so there's yeah a, that's really awesome there's an audio commercial that i of course am going to use wherever i can yeah. possibly use it because yeah, that's great it's just so awesome so anyway my ask for the listeners is street team go to cap yeah i need i need promo yeah. Right? I need marketing. I need you to go share either the Captain Kick-Ass website or you know dive into your favorite platform. If you like Spotify, go grab the Spotify link. If you like Pandora, grab the Pandora link. Share that stuff.
2: Tweet it. Tweet it. Tweet it. it. Tweet it. Thread it. Yeah, whatever. Whatever all, they're calling that all, thing. All
0: that kind of stuff. Because like I have no money to put into the actual marketing and advertisement of this thing. So any help I can get from our listeners, I'd appreciate. Specifically because it is freedom-oriented heavy metal, right? This is stuff that I wrote specifically. It's called Lutheromania, mm-hmm. which means the insatiable desire for freedom. I wrote it specifically from the perspective of, well, sitting in this chair, basically, from voluntarists, anarchists, libertarians. If you want to see more of that music, if you want to hear more of that type of music, and not just from me, but from other people, too, please share this stuff wherever yeah. you can. Because not only will it help me, but it will, like, the more of that that happens, the more likely it is that I'm going to continue to do this kind of stuff in the future. And uh, if you know me at all, you know that my stuff gets
2: better the more I do it. So that was going to be my question. Does, does going through this process make you want to do more of it? Or is it like, whew, glad I got that out of my system. Now for other things? I mean,
0: a, a bit of both, really. Okay. Um, like, these three songs. Like some of the uh, some of the ideas I've had for a long time, like words, the track number two, that was just me going and finding the most divisive words in the English language. I ran across like an article that was all about that. And then I went and I searched for more stuff that talked about device, divisive language. I compiled this big, big list. And then I had to like whittle it down to like, oh, what can I make rhyme? Or what you know moves with the beat? How Does it have this many syllables? Oh, I need a word with like two syllables here, but four syllables over here. That kind of a thing so I had, to, I had to really work at it to make it happen but the song words is literally just there's like a chorus but like the verses are just a list of words that are amongst the most divisive words in the english language instead of you know the most unifying right so it's just like a warning hey watch out for language
2: i don't remember hearing the n-word on that track you missed the number one word that was not on any of the lists
0: <laughs> believe it or not as divisive language Surprise, I, I was surprised. I was surprised as well that that was not on any of the lists, um, and like that song is surprisingly PG. Yeah, um, I don't think there's any cussing in track two. Uh, the whole EP is labeled explicit lyrics because there oh, is.
1: Oh, good. I I wouldn't have bought in it if it wasn't. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so th- there is that. Uh, That's me in it's me high. It's got that going for right, it, which yeah. is nice. Um, so again, yeah. If you guys, if you guys like it, if you have a favorite track. Uh, share that stuff. I have videos forthcoming. There are three music videos, and then there's also a video of the pre-release party at ForkFest, the, the listening watch party, which came out way better than I thought it was going to. There was a crisis when it was going on. We were about to do the, sh- the show, if you will, uh, and everybody started showing up, and I couldn't find my micro SD cards. I pack oh, them, no. I pack them, and I put them somewhere where I wouldn't forget where I put them, and then promptly forgot where I put them. So I'm scouring through all my stuff. I'm looking through my luggage. I'm looking through the U-Haul van that I rented. You know, I'm looking everywhere. I can't find it anywhere. It's in a dirty sock. Finally, I go to- uh, <laughs> Always is. I go to uh, Chris of Think Penguin, uh, and I go, hey, man, do you have any micro SD cards? And he's like, no, I sure don't. I'm like, do you have- A camera, like a video camera. And he's like, yes, actually, I do. Do you have plenty of room on that card? He's like, actually, I do. He brought his camera, his tripod over. He recorded the whole thing, and it came out better than even the gear that I had that I was going to record. You know, I don't know. Maybe I just magically had the volumes right because I I played along with my guitar (laughs) to the videos and all that kind of thing. And I, you know, whatever happened, happened. And I watched the thing back like two days after I got back from the fest because it took me that long to unpack everything and unload the van and all that crap. Um, So I finally watched the whole thing. back. It's only a half hour long, so it's relatively short for like a pre-release sort of party. Um, And I watched it back and I was just like, man, this is is good because it contains all the videos, but it's also got the participation of everybody there. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, a pseudo live event with me playing the guitar. So... Uh, it was entertaining. It's cool to see that I was able to pull something like that off in a tent, in yeah. a campground, right? Most indie musicians, will they'll book a gig at their favorite local indie venue and invite all their family and friends and stuff like that. But um, I was able to do it at Roger's Campground during Fork Fest. So while, yes, Nikki, your wedding to match uh, did you to were tied back in you you were the headline right
1: i guess so yeah but
0: but i was the closer yeah right so it was that sunday night pork fest eve is when we did it so a whole bunch of people who were attending pork fest anyway showed up a day early to you know get their stuff set up so they could open for whatever you know thing they were putting on the next day and so uh, it was well attended uh toby keith even showed up
1: yeah, that's true. It's yeah, true. I Toby, saw him Toby Keith with my own eyes. Yeah. yeah,
0: and uh, I made some joke about uh, we don't allow country or western music in here. Oh, yeah, it was a cardboard cutout. Oh, okay. Yeah, somebody yeah. brought in a cardboard cutout of Toby Keith into into the place. Yeah. Like I'm PR a country girl, auto, so
1: I take offense to that. I'm also a metal girl, so you, you take I, offense
0: uh, to country or western or both.
1: You trying to discriminate against or or <laughs> it's uh, country? I
0: I'm I'm riffing on a joke from the Blues brothers. Okay. It's like uh She's too young. We, man. we allow both kinds of music in here. Country and Western. Country and Western. Western. Country yeah. and Western. No, I'm yeah, familiar with that's, that, yeah. That's the one. So yeah. So anyway, yeah. Toby Keith made it to to my pre release uh EP party, which I thought was was pretty sweet. Yeah. And like he kind of like I was in the flow, I was talking about something and and uh, like some people were coming in and they looked like they were having a difficult time. So I was like, hey, uh, come on in, everybody, you know, g- get in here, like get in, close the, the thing so we can, you know, get going. And and I look over and somebody's like, you know, dragging this cardboard cutout. So <laughs> like, the, is that guy OK? Through the opening of, of the big old army tent that we were in. And I was and somebody's like, hey, it's Toby Keith. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Toby Keith. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> it was it was pretty sweet. Program the AI voice for it. and You don't even need real Toby Keith mm. anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. That stuff's getting pretty scary. Like the fact that it's like the whole voiceover thing is kind of bothering me because that's that's sort of been my,
2: my side gig for, I don't,
0: I don't know, yeah. a
2: couple of decades, you know? I mean, welcome to the club. There's a whole bunch of people throughout history complaining yeah. about advances in technology, putting them out of work. Yeah.
1: AI the li- is the new immigrants. And
2: the libertarian position has always been, well, find something else yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, get It'll over be it. It'll be better for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like there isn't a market
0: for... Uh, what i do still it's just that um, you know i haven't really gone out and sought out new sources right i've just been sort of relying on repeat uh, business up until now and some of that repeat business
2: is going away organic voiceovers
0: 603-283-6160 we've got a whole bunch of fun stuff lined up for you coming up including your calls this is free
3: talk live 603-283-6160 Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes to vote on. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by the Treasury. In fact, that's exactly how we got this sponsorship. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first, nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at dash.org. Thanks to the Dash Dow for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash Dash.org.
1: And we're back
0: And we're live And we're free And we're talking It's Free Talk Live Woohoo. Weird how that works out What is that spell? <laughs> Give me Give an me. F
1: <laughs> Give me an
0: R Give me an E Twice nah, Let's not do that
1: uh, <laughs> I was a cheerleader back in the day So I could do that If Real I wanted to I sure was Yeah. Huh.
2: During the break maybe
1: We uh. got spirit Yes we do no, yeah, no, everybody's giving me looks like I'm not a good cheerleader, so I guess I'll just stop. I, I
0: was just thinking of like, like, <laughs> there's there's bad cheers. It's like, Richie, Richie, he's our man. If he can't do it, Sorry. somebody else will.
1: No, that was <laughs> pretty on point with that. So I'm also a dancer, which doesn't involve me speaking, which people tend to like a little bit more. Are you so. a solid
0: gold dancer? Sure. That's way before your time as yeah, well. No, yeah, but, okay. um, sure. So before the internet, there was just television.
1: Oh no what? way! So what is that? <laughs>
0: yeah, this is you know broadcast over the air, video and audio together. Oh okay. Uh, they would have this show called Solid Gold, mm-hmm. and it was basically featuring popular music. They would have. This was the original lip sync television show. Mm. Right? So they would have artists come on. If they were a whole band, they'd have all their instruments on stage, and it would look like they were playing their instruments, but they were really just lip syncing to the actual recorded music.
1: Yeah, I can't get down with that.
0: Well, and it was the only thing going on. So, like, they got away with it. But maybe that's what I should stick to. Probably. But they had. They had, because they knew that they were doing this sort of fake presentation, they had a bunch of dancers, yeah. you know, sort of scantily clad and, you like know. Like Britney
1: Spears. Uh, you early
0: know? versions of, of the pop dancers. Yeah, it's yes, like, yes. you
1: don't actually sing, so you have to do a whole dance routine to pretend like it's okay that you're not singing. like the Fly Girls.
0: They had, uh, yeah. I think it was Marilyn McCoo was one of the hosts, and like Andy Gibb was one of the hosts okay. for a while. They had Waylon Flowers and Madam, a comedian ventriloquist. Uh, on that show,
2: I'm trying to yeah, even
0: like
1: See, yeah, I'm more not. of a Soul Train girl, more yeah, of a disco girl.
2: Yeah. yeah, I love the Soul Train.
1: Yeah,
2: at right. any people used to just watch people dance on TV. Is that what you're telling me? Dance
0: yeah. to like music that they'd already heard on the radio. Oh man, here's here's a quandary for you. Um, Stand up comedians, yep, right? They will record, uh, you know, their show or whatever, a a, a set of yep. their material, and put it out on. Like a CD or online, you know, as a, as a file or, you know, an effort or whatever. And it'll be like an album length thing, a half hour, an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is. And uh, people will download it or buy a copy of it and take it home and listen to it and be like, yeah, that's really funny stuff. I yep. really like this guy. He's really funny. The same thing happens with music. All right, If a musician puts out an album, uh, people will go and download it, or listen to it and buy it and, you know, all that kind of stuff and listen to it and be like, wow, these musicians are really good. Really like this particular group. And so now they're they're in your favor. So now you've got your favorite musician and you've got your favorite comedian. Now, when you go to see the musicians perform live, you hope that the musicians are going to play your favorite song off of that album in particular, right? Or whatever it is, right? You hope that they play a song that you have heard a hundred times before, Mm -hmm. right? You just want to hear them play it live. However, when you go and see that stand-up comedian that you like so much and they tell a bit or a joke from that album that you've heard a hundred times, you're disappointed. Why? What's the difference? What's the disconnect? Why is it that you can hear a song a hundred times and be enthused for a performer to play that song live for you, and you're all like, yeah, and you know the songs, you know the words, but when a stand-up comedian goes and he performs a bit off of that same album that you love and you know and you've heard a hundred times, you're like, I wish he'd have told a new joke. So
1: I can tell you, because jokes are different, because when you hear a really funny joke for the first time, you can't relive that moment. But there's something about live music and maybe I'm, I'm very partial to music. Like yeah. I would pick a concert over a comedy show any day of the week. Like you probably wouldn't catch me at a comedy show, but you will catch me at several concerts. There's something about the feeling and the emotion and the crowd response of live music that is completely different than when you're listening to it on vinyl or on CD or Bluetooth or whatever media device you're listening to it on. It's completely different. And you can't really recreate a joke. Like you can, you know, especially with like jam bands, like they, they make the song a little bit different and there's a different energy to it. You can't do the same thing with a joke.
2: So I'll take a shot at it sure. as well because Nikki touched on it. There's an emotional connection to the song and there's not an emotional connection to the comedy. Uh, so Jimmy, Jimmy Carr, I think it's Jimmy Carr. Mm-hmm. Kind of explained like the anatomy of a joke really well. I'm gonna do do a poor reproduction of it. And he said like the the way jokes get you, right? Is there a setup Mm -hmm. and there's an expectation, and the punchline goes against your expectation. It's something bizarre. It's something absurd. It's something you know. And that's what causes the laughter. And it's short term, right? Having heard the joke before, you know the setup. You know the punchline. There's no breaking the absurd. So there's no more gotcha. Yeah, there's gotcha. It's like, no when, more gotcha.
1: Yeah, it's like gotcha. when somebody tells you a knock-knock joke and you've heard the answer before. So they're like, knock-knock, who's there? Whatever. They go through it. And then orange. you're like, yeah, orange. orange. Glad I
2: didn't say banana.
1: Yeah. And it's like, okay, I if I can <laughs> guess what the answer to the joke is, that makes it not funny. Right. But when right. I have no clue and you catch me off guard with something really witty and funny, right. that's something you can't recreate because I already know it in my brain. Right. Whereas a song, I know the words, but... I it's can sing emotions. along to it, and I can dance to it, and they can change guitar riffs, and yeah. there can be a drum solo. There's more you can do there with yeah. music.
0: And and I identify with what you're saying about the setup, uh, sort of you know creating an expectation, and then the punchline is against that expectation. Right. That's what makes it funny. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik, uh, in my opinion, he's uh, probably one of my favorite comedians of the last 20 years. Anyway. Was the master of that? His setup would be over here, over here, over here, and then bam! Right, you know he'd slide in this like way out of left field. You're like, oh man! And it would be like near cringe, right? Okay. Not quite cringe, but near cringe. It would be like on a the level they're like, ah oh, ah oh, ah! Oh. You would laugh anyway, but you'd at first be like, that's dirty, or that's that's sad, or that's mean, or whatever. Like he walked that line very finely, but like it was always like out of left field. His
2: punchlines were. As that's they what should I enjoyed be. about him, and that's that's what creates the comedy. Uh, let's go
0: to some of your calls and thoughts. Uh, we have Zephin calling from New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live.
5: Hey guys, um, I meant to call yesterday um, when the nudism topic was uh, brought up, but I figure you know today's just as good of a day as any.
0: I have a question um, for you before you start. Sure. Are you naked right now?
5: Um. So I, I'm in my own house and uh, 99% of the time that I'm in my own house, I am naked.
2: That's not a direct answer. You're an attorney. you got to learn to give direct answers when questioned. <laughs> All
5: right. Okay. Actually, that's I pretty pretty to... lawyer of him to like <laughs> I, evade I would... the
2: question but yet still provide an answer.
5: <laughs> well, I was trying to provide the answer implicitly, but yes, I am nude currently.
0: All right. Well, then then you're on topic in yep. more ways than we one. We will
5: take you seriously now. All right. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, so obviously, like, if, if you had to label these camps broadly there's like the anti-nudist camp and the pro-nudist camp but um but yesterday we actually had a group of 18 people that vehemently disagree on this issue come together and sit down um and we actually figured out that we had way more in common on our beliefs about uh nudity at pork fest than we thought
1: isn't um, that usually what happens with most topics like if you actually get together with people and have a civil conversation you're yeah. like oh We actually have way more we agree with than we disagree with.
2: Maybe not on the topic you disagree with. Not
1: all, like not all the time, but.
5: Well, but just to provide some context, like this was a topic that we were all debating on, like for weeks online. And then we just sat down for a couple of hours and, you know, it was like, oh, wow. Okay. So we actually have things that we agree on and we uh, have like concrete steps of what to do uh, for next Sporkfest. What's the consensus? So the consensus is basically that uh, the rules as they currently stand are too ambiguous and they are not enforced. Um, So if you look at the terms and conditions, it, um, you know, basically says things along the lines of, like, we have a right to change the rules anytime we want. And, like, the way that it refers to nudity is kind of wishy-washy. So what a lot of us proposed was that there's a section of the campground um, that's known as, like, the party section. And it's, like, a pretty sizable Uh, area in which it's kind of like anything goes um, because nudity isn't the only problem. There's also noise. There's also, um, you know, like if, if somebody is like tripping and like they have like a bad trip and they start screaming in the middle of the night, it's preferable that they're, you know, down the hill away from everybody up the hill that's trying to sleep. Um, So, so basically we could have these uh, different areas of the campground that are very clearly, uh, specified on the Porkfest website when you buy the ticket, like uh, 10 site 1 through 50 is like the party area, for example, and then campsite site 51 through, uh, you know, 100 is like the uh, non-party. Well, area. What is a very like, top
2: down approach to this.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, well, I, I I like the ideas and I like that people came together and discussed it and you know, came up with solutions. That's all great stuff. And uh, it's just more of an example of people working together without getting government involved mm-hmm. to solve their problems. And this is great.
2: Uh, my sure, question, of they course, came is up with like more rules and regulations well, are necessary. For my question to exist.
5: well, there already are rules and regulations. They're just very ambiguous and they're not enforced.
0: force. My, my question is, um, kind. let's say I, I want to uh, make a bunch of noise at my campsite, uh, but uh, all of the campsites in the, quote, noisy area, unquote, whatever that is, uh, are filled. Um,
5: well, that's the thing is that um, for, for some reason, the. Like, when I walk around at Porkfest, it seems like the uh, party sections or the agorist sections are actually fairly sparse. Um, and, like, it's the family sections that end up uh, getting picked up. Uh, so, for example, at, uh, at my stand, uh, there were tons of empty spots, and it's down the hill in the agorist area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were tons of empty spots uh, directly across from me that nobody was actually uh, occupying. Mm-hmm. And but they it, were rented. And it's about. Um, well, that's unclear um yeah, I, like thought it's sold. Like I was told I was there. told
0: that the campground sold out. I heard that as well,
5: well well then uh I don't know. I guess that maybe is just the so, fault of Rogers. For, okay. uh, I, I, mean, mean, I mean
0: this is this is a semantic, so I just wanted to ask like you know, was that you know part of your topic of discussion? What do we do if you know uh, or maybe it goes the opposite way right maybe all the family friendly sites have sold out, but you want yeah. a family friendly site what do you do right? Right. Like, I mean, so this is just an extension of that. It's you don't even have to answer it. Just, you know, I assume these talks are ongoing and you guys are going to figure out how you're going to handle it. So, you know, put that sort of on your list of things to discuss.
1: Also, I want to state that this is kind of what's already been happening at Porkfest. Like everybody knows up in the, you know, like tent camping area. Typically, you know, in certain areas of that, that's typically like where people with families are, the playgrounds up there in Agora Valley, where the people that are like playing music and vending, typically that gets, you know, continues to be rowdy later on in the night. This was kind of already a natural thing. So what and you're I do is think the it's bureaucracy
2: is trying to well, catch up to I, the market. I am
1: just saying kind of, but what I'm saying is yeah. it's a very positive thing for Porkfest to outline this and be like, "Hey, you know, if you're new here, this is kind of how things go. This is what you can expect." So if somebody with kids is, you know, "Oh, I'm going to I have an RV, so I'm going to camp down here." They can kind of expect Okay, well this is kind of how it is down here instead of being surprised in starting issues and blowing up the Pork Fest attendee chat yeah. with oh there's right. there people are being loud like they can already kind of expect that that might happen yeah. later on in the night.
2: But you don't have to put that in the terms of service. Well, I mean,
0: I think that we see self-organization happening, right? And that is to say, to some extent, this sort of division in the campground has already occurred without any bureaucracy or any, you know, runners of the fest or whatever doing anything. All all I see happening here is that they're just going to define it even further okay. based on what has happened. And, and that's good for me. Sure. Right? I'm okay with these actions.
2: Non-governmental zoning of Porkfest. Got it. Yes. Yeah, well, and, right. I
5: mean, the big problem is the uh, ambiguity that that's something that was stressed by, you know, quote unquote, both sides. Um, but like, like, I also because, want to say,
0: the- I also want to say it is a festival, right? Pork fest, Fresh, pork, pork fest. fest. It's not called quiet fest. It's not called uh, don't do anything after 10 p.m. fest. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not Go called everybody right, shut pool, up. Pool. At, you know, yeah. But
1: also, uh, well, I mean, so- it is important to note that there are people that live at Rogers seasonally, and some of those people were a little upset by the fact that certain people by where they live were being very late because Rogers in general, I think, has a kind of like a quiet policy after something like eleven they do. It's p.m. Like, yeah, quiet. Um, after. And Rogers I don't those people out. Well, for I don't Fest. know if necessarily. Well, some of those people are libertarians and they're coming for Pork Fest, right. so you know, do with that information what you will. But um, I don't know if those rules necessarily apply to Porkfest. To me, that wouldn't really make sense because Porkfest is a little bit more like party. Or, I mean, it's a festival. Yeah. So well, that kind of makes come... it difficult because there are people yeah, who, like, if you have a trailer and this is where you live, what are you going to do? You still want to attend Porkfest. So it kind of makes it a little bit difficult. But if it is outlined like, hey, you know, I'm sorry, but, like, this is kind of how it is. And if it's outlined a little bit more, I think... It makes, you know, less need for discussion and the back and forth and kind of the the animosity that has arised or has arisen Mm -hmm. from the situation. If it's like, hey, I know you might not like it, but like this is just kind of how it is. It's outlined and, you know, you should have expected this. And if you really, really have an issue with it after 11 p.m. or whenever you want to go to bed. Maybe, you know, either get some earplugs or leave or whatever. Like, there there needs to be a personal solution for the issue. There's
0: this impersonal thing that's happening just in society in general uh, that used to not occur because of the Internet, right? And that is, uh, if something like this happened uh, pre-Internet, Like, let's say I was one of the owners of one of these trailers, and I lived there seasonally or whatever. And this festival was going on. First of all, I'm, you know, a pretty forgiving guy. I'm like, well, it's a festival; they're going to be loud. Mm -hmm. I'm probably. But if I did get annoyed by somebody nearby or in the area or whatever, the first thing I'm going to do is walk over to them and be like, "Hey, man, it's like 3 a.m. Yeah, turn it down. Can you turn down the music a little bit? I just live over here, you know, kind of a thing. Like, uh, uh, what I see happening is uh, people get annoyed. And then they turn to the chat room instead yeah. of like let's have face a face to face yeah. human like yeah. like that should be the first thing
2: everybody does, but it doesn't feel well, like they're trying that's to build a happening. Base. They're rallying yeah. the troops behind them so they have a stronger argument. Online. So
1: something I've also heard from another like a seasonal person that lives there is like okay, but if they're being loud at like midnight or two a.m., I'm already in bed. You know, maybe you know this person is you know in their in their jammies and their boxers, naked. However, they sleep it is kind of inconvenient to have to fully dress and walk all, you know, walk oh, down there and be like, Hey, turn their, it down. Yeah. So like, so, and I, and I do kind of get that as well, but it is a festival. They, so. they want to outsource
5: their in-
0: Yeah, go ahead. Zim. Absolutely.
5: Um, yeah. So um, I think that this actually is the best solution for uh, everybody because it allows for the people that do want to throw all night ragers to do so and have complete, uh, justification for it to be like, hey, this is the spot to do it. Yep. I'm not like at the top of the hill. I'm not here or there. Um, and and then it also allows the nudists too to like walk up and down the aisles of like this designated area, so they actually have like uh, more freedom than before. And then if mm-hmm. anybody gives them a problem, it's like, hey, like right at the very beginning when you bought this ticket, you saw that if you walked in these areas at night. Like you would hear a lot of loud noises. You would see people walking
2: around. Like
5: you know, more, it's, more it's freedom all, it's than before because we've added ambiguous. more
2: rules and regulations to the terms and services. I
5: well, mean, but I just already there. They're just ambiguous. Yeah,
1: and I, I think it, it. just makes it you know ambiguity
2: and rarely enforced rules make for a lot of freedom.
5: Oh, well, they also make for a lot of conflict. Um, sure. Yeah, you know, like... and I think that we're seeing that.
1: I do think this is a positive way to kind of resolve some of the conflict. And if I could, you know, just voice my opinion... I think that if no, we could, <laughs> <kidding>. I think <laughs> that if we could have, because I know the Mises Caucus tent is right by some of the trailers, and that was a uh, they play they were playing like really loud rap music. Oh, it's not at, like, Mises up,
0: anymore, though. It's the, well, whatever, whatever whoever yeah. they
1: are, they used to be Mises. Whoever they are now, they changed it. There were the, the trailers are right there. They're right across from the trailers, and they play really loud rap music until like two three o'clock in the morning. So I think somebody like that, maybe it would be a good idea. To move them a little bit further down, like if you are planning on partying and playing really loud music, a little bit further down. And I know Richie Rich is shaking his head because he's like, "Ugh, more rules." Here's, but
2: no, here's the stupid thing about everything that's being said so far. Good, right? the The <laughs> idea of Porkfest is to demonstrate to the rest of society, generally, right, how an anarchist society could operate. Right, right. And all you're doing is turning it into the rest of society with zoning but, and rules not and you got really, go to yes this yes. is but this well, is yeah. how zoning, a voluntarist society no, is going point. to rules. work though he, he has you a need point. to like
1: set up like ex- expectations and you know kind of so work with your neighbors so everybody wanna... like so there's a positive solution for everyone involved here's
2: what i'd rather see then instead of terms of service right like a beginner's guide to pork fest generally this is where the nudists hang out Generally, this is where the families go, Mm -hmm. right? It's not a guarantee, but generally that's what you can expect. If you go to this area, you're going to see more nudists than you are going to see families. Right. Will you see families in the nudist area? Sure. Will you see nudists in the family area? Sure. Right, but generally, this is where it is yeah. not not like a hard and fast enforceable rule. you agreed in the terms of service to not violate the whatever yeah. by walking out of the nudist area with in without putting on any clothes and okay. families you've got going over here,
1: and I agree with you, I think that would be a better solution than like here are the you know like right. cut and dry rules and blah 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 this you have to you know we're going to enforce this, I think like a more you know like're supposed a, to be showing no. the
2: rest of society uh, how an anarchist society set I, up, I, and you're not.
5: I disagree with you for two reasons. Um, The first reason is that I think that we're actually failing at showing what an anarchist society would look like. Um, I think that like that all of this controversy and all of this, uh, you know, like uh, conflict is actually showing that maybe this can't work. Honestly, this has been the best uh, argument that like anarchism works because it's like and I don't want that to be. So how I think a true anarchist society would uh, play out is you would have complete freedom of association and you would have it so that, um, like, like, let's say that in an anarchist New Hampshire, you would guaranteed have like places that are like covenant communities that would be pure Christian. You know, there would be no duty, like there would be no prostitution, anything like that, but it would be like a purely voluntary agreement amongst those people. And then on the flip side, there would be like super duper, like, you know, for lack of a better term, I guess, like libertine places in which like, there's, there's, like, prostitution, and there's drugs everywhere and stuff like that. Yeah, but like, if you had oh, rules to set voluntary... that up,
2: right, from the well, top now. down, right, that's that violates the principle. Here's, right? here's what, what I liked. What happens is those would naturally occur, and you needn't put all the bureaucracy on top of
0: it. Right. Here's what I liked, because uh, you guys are both touching on the topic—actually, all of us are touching on the topic of consent, right? Right. Uh, And what I really liked was the, what's it called? The Body Freedom... Body
1: Freedom Village.
0: The The nudists. They printed out these little flags. Yeah, yeah. And they went around to every campsite, found whoever was in charge of that site, and said, hey, we're with the Body Freedom Village or whatever. Uh, Are we, you know, are you friendly to us? You know, if we come over here and somebody's topless or whatever, like, is that cool? And explicitly got consent from every Mm -hmm. site that they visited and then also put up this little flag that says we're body freedom friendly. Right. BFFs. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, that to
2: me is the anarchist solution. I'll take it.
1: I thought that was great.
2: Because, again, it's the site owner. Yes. Right. Not not the communes. Right. It's not Rogers. Not
0: it's not. It's not it's not whoever's running pork fest. Right. It's the campsites themselves. So whoever was, you know, whoever heard of the conflict or wanted to avoid conflict, they took it upon themselves to print up these things and go around to every campsite. Like this is a lot of effort. There's a bunch of campsites at Rogers, yeah. right? Took a lot of effort and, and just yes. went around to everybody and said, hey are you friendly to us if we if we come around here and then they were like either yes or no and so they either got a flag or they didn't it was really easy to identify which sites were friendly to them and which ones weren't and so if that were to have spread i think a little more like naturally like in the chat rooms hey this is what we're doing a little more advertisement mm-hmm. for this is our solution i think that that would have gone a long way to prevent some of this, uh, this Internet outrage. And I say that because what's happening is the squeaky wheel is getting the grease, right? Yeah. The, this problem is not widespread. This nudist problem is not widespread. It's a very tiny piece of what happened at, you know, a week, almost two weeks of the festival, if you include Fork and Spork, right? It's a very tiny thing that most people didn't even know was happening. And it wasn't until after the fest that it sort of blew up online and in the chats and all that kind of stuff. So it's the squeaky the, wheel getting the grease. Well, those BFF
5: uh, signs that came up, which I had on and on my side, and people were allowed to do that and all that, that came as a result of uh, people, uh, of there being like a vacuum of, like, uh, rules, basically, of like, oh, well, what are the rules around this thing? Is it, like, a free-for-all? Is it whatever? So something else that the, you know, broadly, what you can call them the, anti- the antibody freedom people, I, I don't like calling, calling them that because it's more nuanced. Yeah. But what they say is that it's just to call a... Would also
0: be clarity now. Hey, Zeffen, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Keep up the good work, man. 603-283-6160. We've got more of your calls coming up, plus we've got some other fun stuff in store for you. Hour number two of Free Talk Live is next.
4: Wake up and begin to
0: Talk Live. And we're back. And you can join us by calling the following telephone number it is six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Again, 603-283-6160. The phones are almost packed, so if you end up getting a, a busy signal, uh, just keep trying. We'll do our best uh, to get to all the calls, but also to have conversations with you.
2: Or so, upgrade your subscription to the SIP line. and
0: You could certainly do all that, and you can find out more at uh, sip.freetalklive.com. Uh, let's just move right along to more of your calls and thoughts. Let's go to Cynthia calling from San Francisco. Cynthia, you're on Free Talk Live. Cynthia? Hello? Cynthia, is your phone muted? Check your phone. See if it's muted. All right, maybe maybe we lost you. I'm going to put you back on hold, Cynthia. All right, let's move on to... Uh, this caller, uh, Tim in Florida, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: And Tim from Florida, uh, Nikki, Richie, Rich, Captain. <clears throat> you got it. Well, uh, cluster bombs are the uh, biggest story of the day, but I did not call about that. What's the biggest and, story? And cluster
2: bombs.
0: Oh, I, I thought I, you said. I would say cluster bombs. I thought you said Clutch and Bongs. Now, Clutch is one of my favorite rock bands, and well, I've been known to hit the bong too.
2: No way,
6: dude. Way. Me
0: too. W-H-E-Y, way.
2: Connection on air. Way. Uh, by
6: the way, congratulations on your EP.
0: Hey, thanks, man. Feel free to share that thing uh, wherever you can.
6: I will. Uh, I, I listened to last night's Beer Talk live recording while I was working in the convenience store cooler. Uh-huh. And uh, I got to listen to it again now because, you know, you, you're working on stuff. You don't really absorb it. So I'm going to listen to it after I hang up. Sweet. Um, I actually called about something else. Go ahead. But uh, well, I know you were multicasting and uh, not interacting with like your Twitch. Uh, y- you don't interact with all the streaming platforms that you're on because you're multicasting. Correct. And I heard Grant- Granny came yeah. on last night, and he was really rude. <laughs> he was. Uh, but. Uh, but uncensored, like so centered.
0: like
2: you know, we let him go, right? Yeah. We let him go and, on, for and he's a, a while. self-described you know crank caller, right? Right? So, Yeah. So yeah. yeah, all right.
6: Yeah, I mean, he was having fun, but I kind of felt like he was kind of right about some stuff. But at the same time, I think he's somebody that he probably only broadcasts on Twitch. Right. Like, there, there's two different ways of doing things. Anyway, I actually called about a winter home for libertarians. Um, and New you Hampshire. were talking about something yesterday.
2: Because it's yeah. too yeah. hot right now. Bring on the winter. <laughs> yeah. You're
1: on to something. <laughs>
2: and it's not drugs. Well, I will go to a colder climate during the summer. We need a summer home for Libertarians because it is not New Hampshire.
6: Well, I figure, figure, you know, because the common resistance to moving to New Hampshire, uh, it's not particularly my case, uh, but particular resistance is because of the cold weather. However, uh, my thoughts are once the New Hampshire Libertarian population gets uh, large enough and rich enough because they will be richer than the rest of the nation, won't they all want a summer home in a different location? I don't, but sure. I don't either. But but for those that do, Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be advantageous to do a second free state winter project?
1: Doesn't Mark kind of do that? Well,
0: I mean... Lame. Isn't that his his
1: uh, his, uh Flor- Floridian project? Or well, there are is? several Honduras. there yeah. are
0: several libertarians that I'm aware of who own a place here in New Hampshire, but also have either a rental or yeah. own property in another state, specifically Florida. I know two people at least, yeah, uh, that that own property in both places. Now, turn
2: in your freedoms the, for part of the year. The yeah. thing is,
0: while I appreciate your thought on this, uh, Tim. Um, The whole, like, the rhetoric, if you will, from people who, you know, they think the Free State Project is a good idea, but winter, like, screw those people. Like, I don't want them moving here. That's the best part. There's another rhetoric that goes on like, well, as soon as you guys achieve X, then I'm going to move. No, no, we don't want you. What we want is people to move here to help us achieve X. We don't want people moving after X has been achieved. That defeats the entire purpose. So if if and I'm not. Speaking to you directly, Tim, but if listeners out there think that it's a good idea to move to New Hampshire to increase liberty in our lifetime here in this particular state, you need to move now and you need to help us now and you need to not be a pussy about winter.
2: There's a, there's a, have you seen the movie 30 days of night? Yes. Okay. Yes. There's a particular line in that movie that has always stuck with me. I don't remember it verbatim again, but it's why do we live out here? Because nobody else can. Mm Right. Right. And I kind of feel the same way. I mean, it's obviously not as extreme as, you know, that particular area of Alaska. But the Free State Project chose New Hampshire, so this is where I am, right? The worse it is, the better, because it filters out, you know, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The week. The week. Yes, yes. I'll take it. The week.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Like, my family has, fair I mean, weather. my family migrated here from, about. you know, Literally France yeah. or wherever else they came from very early on. Like, my family was here, like, pre, you know, I, I don't know when they came here, but like hundreds of years. So, if my ancestors could survive here and farm here and live, like, pre technology. Yeah pre um like heat and insulation you know essentially living in like brick huts and you know like very primitive wooden houses farming i think i can do it you know well, like i can live i can live here
0: and the other thing i want to say on this topic is uh, i was born and raised in the state of wisconsin a four season state Right. Uh, I grew up uh, near Lake Michigan, which has something called the lake effect. Mm -hmm. So uh, and Lake Michigan isn't just it's like as big as a sea. It just happens to be fresh water. So when you get lake effect snow near Lake Michigan, it's one of the Great Lakes, uh, you get dumped on. You get snow like like even New Hampshire hasn't seen. And New Hampshire gets the nor'easters from time to time. That being said, I then moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's a six or so hour drive away, but it's further north. And it gets way colder in Minnesota than it does in Wisconsin. So cold, in fact, that you have to plug your car in in the winter Mm -hmm. to prevent your engine block from breaking, from developing cracks to keep it just warm enough so that it starts up in the morning. Uh, Now, all that being said, I then moved to Seattle and spent 20 years there because, well, I was like, there's no winter. So in some ways, I shared that perspective that a lot of these people voice. I moved to New Hampshire because I believe in the ideas. I love to be around more freedom-oriented people where I don't have to explain everything from step one right? Everybody's already up to like step eight when, you know, when you talk to them in the freedom community. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much There's easier. There's still
2: some minicus out there but, who won't give it up. There are, and, but but it's fine. I'd rather deal with a
0: community full of freedom-minded people who are trying than have to re-explain myself all the time. Now, when I moved here, I resigned myself to go, well, I guess I'll have to reacquaint myself with a shovel, you know, or hire somebody to do some snow blowing or whatever. And I have to tell you, after living, growing up in Wisconsin and living in Minneapolis, Minnesota through some harsh winters, mm-hmm. the winters here are freaking mild. Absolutely. They're mild by way of comparison. So this fear that everybody has about, oh, it's too cold in the winter. I don't want to move because of winter. It's BS. It's BS. It's manufactured. It's all in your mind. It's a construct. It's a convenient excuse for you not to so, move, for you not to do the principled thing.
1: This is what you have to do get a get a all wheel drive car or a car that's pretty good, you know, like good front wheel drive car, get some badass snow tires, build an igloo, build a snowman, get a snowboard, go go sledding, go skiing, have fun. And this is this is the issue with people who are like, oh, "I don't like the winter" because they're just boxed up in their house doing nothing. Find things that you enjoy all four seasons and, and enjoy all four seasons. It's beautiful here and I, you know, I've lived places, you know, very briefly, but I've lived places like California where the weather is the same every single day and it drove me crazy. And it is there's something so magical about waking up every day and it's like, meh, it might rain today, it might be sunny, it might be sixty degrees, it might be ninety degrees. Like to me, like that is exciting. And that, that's just me personally. Summers. Like, I, I like that sort of thing. And a lot of people that have moved to New Hampshire from other climates like Florida, California, Texas, it is really invigorating to have four seasons.
0: Let's let Tim have a word. Tim? Tim? Timmy? Timmy! <laughs> I, you're I st- guess not. You're huh? still there, but I don't hear him. Let me make sure. No, nothing seems to have gone around. Maybe he was calling on a cell phone or something well all right tim thanks for the call man he's on the way
1: he's already moving up here
0: yeah he's like that's it i'm going (laughs) yeah stop off at a mic drop
1: he's like what she's talking about an igloo i'm there
0: learn to drift in your super let's just try one more time absolutely yeah tim are you there give up timmy all
1: right next Next.
0: (laughs) uh yeah let's let's move right along let's go to uh ricky from the commonwealth ricky you're on free talk live
4: no doubt there, brother. Captain, I love you. Brother Richie, sister Nikki, good evening.
1: Yeah, brother Ricky.
4: No doubt. Well, I got something on my mind. Now, don't be dumping me, Captain, because I'm just following Hey, thanks up for the
0: call. No, I'm just kidding.
4: <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I heard Ian say a word just a couple days back that starts with two words. One with a D and the second word starts with a W. And I'm not going to say it because you probably will dump me, but he didn't dump himself. Referring to someone else—that's what I'm getting at with this. Before I get into my topic, now you just said Do weed. No, can I say it?
0: I, Probably I don't know because I don't, cause cause don't I, say it. I, I don't know what you're alluding to, even well, with I'll, the clues no, just, you've just given just move on me. With your point. So yeah, I'll just, spell just part,
4: I'll spell part of two words. No, Ei is the first word with okay. two letters. Second word is wa. Okay, and reference is said uh, to a person. Is it something I'm, WAD? Is it. Is it something uh-huh.
0: WAD? Yeah.
2: D-wad? What's that? Is it D WAD?
4: Yes. Okay. I, I can't say that.
2: I mean... I mean, we're not even saying it.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah just, I,
2: I would say let's
0: not say it. Uh, it's Ian's show, really, so, like, when it boils down to, so, you know, if, if he... It's not
2: one of the seven words, though.
0: It is not one of the seven no, words.
2: No, I think
4: this one comes close. Now, I was just following up on it. Now, don't be dumping me, Captain, because I know you dump yourself. Now, you, know, you didn't.
0: The more you say don't dump me, the more likely it is that I'm going to.
4: Okay, but here's the thing. I'm t- At least I'm trying to have some humor. All right. You said, don't be a pussy in the wintertime. I did. Since when can that be said on radio?
2: Because uh, I mean... that particular word refers to pusillanimous, which means weak.
4: Right? Uh, okay, okay, but it, so do a lot of words, and I know how the FCC looks at these words. Yep. So if I can say it, so I can basically say Kevin McCarthy is a pussy.
2: You could also say he's very pusillanimous. Yes. No,
4: no. Word. Great. Okay, now, on my topic. I well, really there got are, him excited. Let, Hello.
0: Let, let, me, let me just, you know, I, I know that... You might have been <laughs> in the middle of something else. Some of our callers no, call done. many shows, so I just want to say that there are shows that are not as mm, free as Free Talk Live. Like, they not only do they have to conform to the FCC, which we also have to conform to because we're on actual terrestrial radio, broadcast radio. That's why we have to conform, sadly. But, like... Other shows and other stations will have policies and their policies will have more rules than the FCC. So <laughs> depending on who you're calling, what show, what station, there might be rules where even if you say that on their show, they're going to dump
2: you. Like Rogers has no, rules I mean, for the campground and top. Top. Fash has I'm more, more rules. Than top. And I had
4: this argument a while back because, you know, it's a little different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. The word yeah. teed off. Now, even. it's uh, Ian said, nah, you better not say it. Right. My body says it all the time. He says it now, so I guess now I can say it too. I'm not going to say it, but I, I have no, reason.
0: Don't, no don't take my word for any of that. You call, on a night, <laughs> you call on a night when Ian's here and you ask him that question.
4: All right, but here's my question for my topic.
0: Because
2: that one's on the list.
4: Yeah, it, it is. It is. And it's in the tense. It's in, unacceptable. All right, says the FCC, and you know what I think no, about that. No, he's just
2: checking off words he can and cannot say on air. Yeah, he's making a list, well, checking no, it twice. Plus anonymous, okay, d Wad, nope, can't do that one.
4: Yeah. No, you can't. All right, well, I've been doing this for a while now, but here's my... Yes, point. you should already know. All right, but here's the thing. That's what it's, some of them do now, you know. Uh, no, we don't know.
2: You're going to finally get to you know, your point?
4: What was it, Kaneo made the comment and all of that. But then it came up later, somebody said, hey... You did an impersonation of me on Beard Talk Live. Now, I ordered my device. It ain't in yet. So when it is in, hopefully this coming week, I'll be able to listen to the damn show. But here's my question. Did you, okay, you did a version, and it's supposed to be pretty good at Ricky from the Commonwealth. Now, was it the Ricky from the Commonwealth in the past six months, or was it the Ricky from the Commonwealth, from 2017, because those are kind of two different things. So I'm just getting with the program here. This, I don't think really 100% anyone made.
2: in this room remembers what Ricky from the Commonwealth in 2017 looks like.
4: Well, Captain and, said that he listened to the show for 10 or 15
2: years. I've listened to it since 2007. Oh, I so you just don't
4: remember.
0: Colors.
2: So there's well, a difference between listening and seeing.
0: Oh. So somebody who okay. listened to the show may not have seen anything. So it sounds like your expectation is that somebody remembers what you look like from like a time ago. Like no, no, I'm
4: talking my call. That's all. I was now He's got a
2: very high sense of self. Oh, right, really? You're kidding. I would have never guessed that. Ricky from the com. I haven't heard him on Free Talk Live since 2017. I can't believe he's back.
0: There's no one out there who thought that. Except for Ricky. No, the thing the thing is, Richie. Guess was, what,
2: guys? I'm just, back. You may remember me from 2017, and I'm back. And you, is, you'll hear from me every night again, just like it was not back in the heyday of no, 2017.
4: Richie, you just killed a lot of time and said very little.
2: That's
0: my job. Wow, I wonder okay, where he learned that from.
4: Well, basically, here's my point of this. You know, I am going to talk to Bonnie and answer a question what a Confederate Democrat is. Now, between the oh, period of May, when I started wearing my Southern cross at the end of the year, I was in full tilt Confederate mode. There was things that happened on that show, not only involving myself, but Ian said things that probably he don't even know. I remember I pointed out one of them recently, how he used to regularly when he would announce me. Say that I'm possessed by the spirit of Jefferson Davis. It was off the hook, you know, for about 200 some odd calls, you know. And I'm looking at those days will come back. It was good radio, no, you know. No, and sometimes, believe no it or not, my calls powered sometimes the whole show. I remember one night <laughs> uh, towards the wow. fall, towards the fall yeah. no,
0: Ricky. None of that's true. What? None of what you said is true. Uh, nobody noticed that you were gone for X amount of time, and uh, there was likely no call, no shows where your call powered the show. You know
2: who we want I'll to come you back? One. I'll you Paul one. in Florida I'll, with the fax machine.
0: No, I don't At even the, want one, Ricky. I'm not asking for one. I'm just saying true. that it's not true. Like I've been listening in to the this Paul show T- for River a long I can time, dude.
4: I can prove it, Captain.
0: In the I don't, I don't even 17. care if you can prove it. That's the exception that proves the rule. Like, if you stopped calling this show altogether, like, really, no one's going to know. If I stopped showing, if I just quit and I no longer did this show, like, there might be a person or two now, in the did, first week or so one. that's like, oh, what happened to Captain? But yeah. no one would really notice in the long run. We are all okay. replaceable. But
4: But that being said, when I called for the first time in five years, and Ian monitored me, and he heard my voice.
2: He the says, phone lines lit, lit up. The ratings no, but wait a up. Minute. No, people he from across me. the country, were like, "Oh my God, we got to get free talk live." Richie, back on our station.
4: You're being a jackass, Ricky. Now here's what he told so me. So are, this are you? This was off the air. This was off the air. He said, "In the old forms, this is after I disappeared. Not that it was my choice. I was getting railed at the end of uh, the first quarter of '18." That there was all kinds of conspiracy theories all over the forums that I guessed is the deep state and these guys finally got me. Well, that was the idea. Now I am going to possibly talk about that. So he's people. internet now, so, so there was like was now, there
0: though? was like one guy who
2: responded to a forum thread, and that's all oh, it was Not all over the forums. Years. The 20 guys that were on the forums in 2018. Well, one thing
4: I did tease when Ari was on, and if I can get the transcripts from court. See, it was at the height of the COVID lockdowns. Uh so hopefully I can get them See, I did tease it when Ari was on. I went up against the ADA the second time I was in court. You I don't need
0: transcripts. T- you can just go and uh, download whatever show, whatever date you were on. No, and, like- court transcripts.
4: No, I'm talking about court when they were trying to send me up the river for 20 years. Oh, okay. Right, so if I can get it. You know, the reason why people would question it, because I was my own attorney, and ultimately I used Section 21. Nobody will ever believe me.
2: Nobody cares. And they were trying They're to hard hurt hard me point. hard
4: because I was Ricky from the Commonwealth. You know, I, they are going to make an example out of me, just like so many other people. The, the DA was corrupt, and the ADA was just as bitch. Everybody knew it. You know, and I lost two years of my life over it. Beat him in the end. Now I promised and I'd tell the story. If I can get the transcripts from that second leg of court, if they exist, because I know there's been problems with uh, stuff like that at the height of a COVID lockdown. So we'll uh-huh. see.
2: Do you think we'll you believe know? you more or less if you have the transcripts? Like, could you tell the story without uh, the transcripts? You'll believe me,
4: period. Because I'll send them to, to the show. You know? Because I, I don't want to go through this whole story and the big clincher, nobody's going to believe because people say it all the time. They do all this stuff. And I used Section 21 of Article 1, no less, to save my butt after two years. And I was getting railed bad. You know, that, I mean, that's why I lost two years of my life over the whole thing.
0: Uh, Ricky. You know, and I'm going to tell you
4: two separate
0: parts, Ricky, basically. Ricky. You know, you need to, you uh-huh. need to like check your ego, bro. It's, it's too big.
1: So it's been like. Thanks for the call. At least five minutes, and I still have no clue. What he's talking about?
0: <laughs> you you've said a lot of words without saying much of anything, Richie Rich. Like, wow, where did he get that from? It,
2: it was. I, I'm not going to do the voice impression. Yeah. Right. But that was my impression of the size of Ricky's ego. Right. Who would think like that? Has to be the, the this massive. Like, you know, it's been five years and I'm back, guys. Yeah. Like, well, okay, like, oh, cool, bro. Like, and I don't beers in the corner. I don't yeah. understand how. You know, somebody who's
0: a, a chronic caller gets it in their head that they're a super big part of the show. Like, I powered the show sometimes. Like, he graduated. We're not even, didn't. we're
1: like hosting the show and we're not even, a, you know what I yes. mean? Like, He yeah.
2: graduated from high school, went back four years later and expects the freshman to know who he is, but he wasn't even on the football <laughs> team. <Yeah.
0: laughs> right. Yes. Don't you know who I am? I graduated from here four years ago. Right? He reminds me of one of those people, like either a Hollywood star or some uh, politician who, like, you know, is at a restaurant or a festival.
2: Don't you know who I am? And you're like, no, who are you? You're
0: like, I'm Ricky from the Commonwealth. Never heard I of you, bro. i should
2: free because of all the publicity you're going to get from my presence being in your restaurant. Never the heard of you. The ad dollars bro. alone for this radio show, because of Ricky and the Commonwealth.
0: Uh, so. I do want to begin talking about uh, this article from Reason that you, Richie Rich, brought in. The headline reads, Calling male neighbor a red-headed bitch wasn't constitutionally unprotected fighting
2: words. That's a weird phrase. It is. Well, and it's got the double. It wasn't
0: constitutionally unprotected fighting words. So uh, I want to talk more about this, of course, uh, as the show continues. Plus, more of your calls and thoughts coming up. I see a bunch of people are on hold right now. We'll get to those. 603-283-6160 More Free Talk Live is coming up are dancing oh yeah, yeah always or at least dancing in a ch- chair dance yeah. yeah what's
2: the metal shirt of the week what do you got uh, it's not metal like okay grateful Dead. the grateful right. dead
1: it's, it's a the little the hippie, hippie grateful shirt. grateful dead week. a little misleading it's actually not metal okay. you know the skull and the dead part
2: oh, I, okay band shirt of the week thing usually band. yeah band it's the grateful the dead okay. yeah what's grateful the firearm dead. shirt of the week uh, my personal branding Because, you know, at one time that made sense, and now it's just my yellow shirt.
0: Oh, okay. At least the colors
2: are good. Yep. I like yellow and black.
0: That's a good color combo. Uh, It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Before we get back to your calls and uh, this story about uh, somebody called somebody a redheaded bitch, and there's some constitutional thing going on there about whether or not it's protected speech, we'll talk about that. But before we do, this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented some really cool features to ensure it is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and is network protected from a 51% attack by their Chain Locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's excellent for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get easy to use. You can start by learning more at DASH.org. Big thanks to the DASH DAO, Decentralized Autonomous Organization, for sending us 32 DASH per month to promote DASH on the air. Again, visit DASH.org to learn more about DASH and how you can use it. That's DASH dot org. right, let's continue on with your calls and thoughts. Let's go to uh, Jerome in South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Trump
7: train! Choo-choo! (laughs) <laughs> hey, the Republican Party, a bunch of sorry-ass bitches. And that so includes is the Democrat Party. Uncle Tom Thomas. Clarence Uncle Tom Thomas. Why it ain't surprised He's throwing them off. You know he ain't for affirmative action. Hey, he gets in the doorway that way, and then he closes the door behind him. He's sorry. He's a sell How much more evidence do you need? He's going to sell out his whole what? life. Wait, hang on. It's hang happening. Hang on,
0: Jerome, Jerome. I think he's talking about Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Jerome, like... I know you probably don't listen to the show. You probably just call, but I know you're not talking about that. I know I, it. I, right? Yeah. Either like way. you can call I mean, in about it, what it, you want. You could call in about what you want, but like you're going on about a thing that like we really don't have any knowledge of. So can you dumb it down for us?
7: Well, they had the uh, the affirmative action vote last week. Yeah. And uh, okay, it was like what six to three. Along ideological lines, right. which means all the white guys and the black guys, the conservatives, they all vote against um, affirmative action. I'm not surprised that the white guys voted against it. And Wait. I'm not surprised
1: that the black guys so, voted against it because they know he just fell out. So are you for or against affirmative action? Because I'm for affirmative action. So to me, yeah. it seems like affirmative action is racist towards black people.
7: No, it's
1: not. Yes, no, it's it is. Not. It's basically no, saying it's that they You're can't wrong. be. You okay, are, I'm wrong. No. W- okay, R-O-N-G. but
2: I mean, there but was really a that really what it, it.
1: So, so what it seems like to me is that what affirmative action means is that they're basically assuming that black people or whatever whatever other races it covers minorities, I don't know yeah. My, yeah. Minorities. yeah minorities cannot reach these levels or be as smart or you know get into these schools or colleges or work positions on, merit on their own exactly right. on their own merit they have to have like do a have hand up by the government, which I don't believe right. is right. And I, I do believe there should not be discrimination in the workplace. Like you shouldn't be able to be like, well, I'm not going to hire this person because they're black. That's messed up. And people you just should shouldn't do be that. to
2: do it, though.
1: Yeah, but people shouldn't do yeah. that just based on the fact that they, people I, I, people shouldn't be racist, but I don't think there should be any laws against it. There you go. Jerome? Hey,
7: can I, let me ask you this week white women have made more advancements from the front of action than black women okay so when you say rose hold the black white you you're wrong okay you're wrong one, white women at one point in this country couldn't even vote that's okay true. all right so you're wrong you're wrong so, and but- so we don't, black women don't we don't benefit from affirmative front of action it just helps us get a uh, maybe Wait, wait a minute, Jerome.
0: If if you you don't, you still got to
7: have the grades and all
0: that. Jerome, if you don't, if if black people don't benefit from affirmative action, why are you for it? No problem then.
7: Hey, let me tell you something about affirmative action. No, no, no. uh, I had a white guy tell me. I had a white. I need to know the answer to the question,
0: Jerome. If if you just said that black people don't benefit from affirmative action, if that's true, why do you support it?
7: Because we need it, we need it. Because
1: we're so far away. So it way. sounds that's like you're benefiting from it, then, right?
7: What do you think for? Look here. Did you hear about this, this legacy deal they do where these rich kids Jerome is a colleges? white supremacist.
2: What do they look like? <laughs> <laughs> Jerome <laughs> is a white supremacist because he believes that, that the, the whites are so notes. far ahead.
0: It's going in the notes right now.
2: He believes the, the whites are so far ahead that the blacks need assistance catching up. If that's not white supremacy,
1: I don't know. Hey, I know. Look, are I know a, a lot of different Senate people. Do,
7: do you? What does the Senate, the Congress, what does government in this country look like?
1: I don't care. It's
0: ugly, and it should no. it should go away immediately. Violent and authoritarian.
2: What does it look like? Violent and authoritarian.
1: It's, uh, I, I know what you're getting at. It's a bunch the of old white guys. Like. That's what it is. A bunch oh, of old white guys oh, for the most part.
0: Wow. <laughs> Could it hurt you to answer that? Huh? No, Never it didn't. Deal didn't hurt at all. We've been complaining <laughs> about that. How, this is why you need to listen to the show, Jerome, because all of this stuff that you call and you complain about, you talk about, oh Republicans suck and this, these guys suck, and it's an old way. Yes, we agree with all of that. However, we also believe that the same is true for Democrats. Hey,
7: you know why I call you a lot? Because we got a lot. Because we'll German take your, your call. Trump. That's why. No? Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: We
2: action. we got to get shows. our token
0: black
7: call in
2: there, <laughs> we,
7: got, we got a lot of uh, conservative call, talk shows here in Charleston. And none of them take black callers. None of them. None of them. They don't want to talk to black callers. All they want to do is come on and talk to Republican talking points. And Republicans are great and Democrats are bad. That's all you ever hear around here. That's it. Not from us. I've been banned
2: from a couple of shows. Okay, I got banned from a couple of shows. Sure, I mean, no. sure,
1: but I don't think it was because you're black.
2: We should start oh, yeah? a we you should start a thread on the forum no. of all the callers that have been banned from other shows. Oh, no, Jerome in, I'm there not a black in there, Dave
1: like Clarence
7: Thomas.
2: That I'm that not a from black the Commonwealth. Moderator,
7: shout out like Clarence Thomas. That's why.
2: Yeah, yeah look. Like Clarence Thomas, the black guy who voted against the affirmative action because he believes that blacks can make it on their own merit. He's yep, a that's a sellout. the setup. That's the setup.
7: He got. think he, he got on the Supreme Court because of his grades and his his, his acumen and all that? He didn't have anybody helping him. No, he got on because he says what they want to hear. No,
0: clearly not. Sellout. That that's what happens yeah. with all politicians across the board. Yeah. That's how politicians get their jobs. They lie to people. They tell them, them what they want to hear in order to get votes he's gone. across all the board.
7: Them, he's been hiding. He's been hiding all his sugar daddies for twenty years. But you know what, Clarence? The, the cats on the guys now. We know Jerome's what you coming for of. you. We already knew. We already knew. But hey, this just crystallizes it more. All right, Jerome, what, what what
0: else were you calling about? I know you had more than that.
7: No, uh, that's about it. That's huh. all I got to say. I just wanted to get you. Oh, $787 million. Thank you, Fox, for lying.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that
2: means. They had to pay a settlement. Yeah.
1: Oh, to... Was it that was that the Tucker Carl- Carlson thing? Whatever that is, it's for lying, it's for lying
7: was... above water for lying, for no. yeah. lying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't care about relying any of those people. In American history, okay, for lying. Can't tell the truth with have save yourself yeah. a lot of money. Hey, uh, hey, hey
0: Jerome, I, no, said, I have, I I have a question a for you, Jerome. How come How yeah. come Fox News can get fined 700 and whatever million dollars for lying? How come politicians never get fined that much for lying? Or at all?
7: I'm not a politician. I don't know. Oh, by the way,
0: you know you, you follow either. politics he, way more closely hey, than anyone sitting here. So hey, if anyone's going to know the answer, it's going to be you, Jerome.
7: Hey, hey, you're hey, hey, South Carolina, hey, Jerome! Hey, Jerome! Jerome,
2: happened. let me ask you. Hey, Jerome! Yeah. yeah Welcome yeah. back, Nikki. Yeah. Thanks for the
0: call.
1: 603-283-6160. I love. Why did I ever come back from my honeymoon? No, this is great. (laughs) I'm enjoying myself.
2: Body language, completely different story. Uh... If you're watching the cams,
0: hey, uh, let's continue (laughs) with your calls. Let's go to Richie Rich's favorite caller of all time. It's Scooby.
8: Hey guys.
0: I mean, uh, Scat Eater. That guy, yeah. Scooter. Scooter. Uh, Skyler. What is it?
8: Butch on the weekends.
0: Butch on the weekends. Okay, sorry. It's Butch now.
1: Are you a lesbian? No. What is that?
0: Are you a lesbian? Do you that what that means? Are you a lesbian trapped in a man's body?
2: Oh, yeah, oh yeah. you it's can't it's say it's that. A, no. anymore. That's Yeah, I'm, I'm a lesbian.
7: I, I, All right. yeah, that's cool. Le-
8: in a way, I'm a lesbian.
0: Did you, hear but, about uh, the, okay. did you hear about the Polish lesbian? No, I... She I likes guys.
8: Joking. Oh, that's funny.
0: <laughs> it is funny. Like, I, thought, it's
8: a I, made a, joke? I made a, I made a, yes, joke. Okay. I made a joke for you guys.
0: Sure. You
2: got a joke? All right, yeah. Go, Skeeter. Libertarian party. that's
8: not knock. Oh, That's what inspired okay. me. Someone mentioned a knock joke, so I made one up. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. So, you gotta start it, though. Uh, don't, don't, don't respond if uh, you already heard it, okay? okay. So let the.
0: Uh, but you just made it who up, up it. we've heard it.
8: Uh, I Well, I stole part of it. <laughs> oh. All right, <laughs> okay, right let's so, hear it. Okay, we're ready. Go ahead. Start the joke. Uh, did you know janitors are the most libertarian people in the world? That's not a knock-knock joke. Why? Knock-knock. Yeah. Who's there? I eat mop.
1: I, I don't eat get it.
2: mop. Who?
8: Does that violate the non-aggression principle, though? No. <laughs> Try it again. Say Supposed knock, to be knock. funny.
2: It's it's part of his name, the scat eater. I eat oh. mop poo. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was my. How is that
1: against <laughs> okay. the non-aggression principle? All
2: right.
0: All right. It's not.
1: Exactly. So why would that be funny then?
0: Damn it, Skater, just when I was starting to not like you, you had uh, to you tell know? like a Bush League joke that like barely qualifies Bush. as funny. And now I like I'm like, alright, Skeeter was kinda of funny.
8: I thought you guys <laughs> were parties, not like theoreticians. What's wrong with you guys? We're, okay, so uh okay. Yeah, You still ahead. gotta be funny. And looks I, don't count.
0: You're on radio. <laughs> you have to have a face for radio.
8: Okay, so uh before we get again, I'm not a statist, okay? I'm tired of you guys portraying me as one. Uh I, I called in uh I called in right now just to uh I want to debate something another stupid topic that another stupid theory that came out of uh the Austrian School of Economics. Uh that's uh subjective value. Right. It's okay. Pretty stupid it's like map rights argumentation ethics.
2: Well stick with one like, uh, you pick subjective value, guys, so what's your problem with that?
8: You guys know that uh subjective value is objectively false, right? Value is not subjective.
2: In your subjective opinion.
8: Then
0: I'm right, right?
2: Well, I mean, so, like, I'm in the market
0: for... I'm in the market for...
9: Hang on, skater,
0: skater, hang on. I'm in the market for uh, a 1996 Toyota forerunner or Tacoma. Right, specifically that year okay. because, like, the engine is bulletproof. It'll go million a million miles or whatever. Um, I already owned a couple of them previously. I know how to work on them, so I am in the market for one of these now. Okay, I am looking for one that is rust free, right? And I can't find okay. one of those here in New England, so I got to look, you know, in Florida or Seattle or somewhere where they don't use salt on the roads. They don't have winter or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah. And okay. so, uh, yeah. how is that value not subjective?
8: So you're looking for something rust-free. What if uh the guy knows how to cover up the rust really well with like uh Bondo and primer?
2: Not, not relevant to the question. We're no, talking about it, we're it talking is. about deriving the value of the car that the captain is looking for. Right. So when I look online for this yeah. very
0: specific yeah. car, oh. the the values of it are oh. sort of all over the place, within like, you know, five grand of each other, generally speaking, right? But like I get different prices from different places from different people. You know, sometimes you know. I mean, the mileage is usually you know around two three hundred thousand for this particular age of vehicle,
2: right? Which I'm and prepared to if pay. If it's beyond your budget, you know, then you value it less than what they're asking for. Correct. Okay.
8: So let me get straight to the point, right? So uh, I uh, my moral theory adopts what's that? No, carry on. My moral theory, my moral theory adopts uh, the util- utility. Of value theory, right? utility value. Theory. So value comes from utility. So, like you, you value that uh, truck because it'll get you somewhere and it won't break down, right? You could be wrong. There could and, be a better car. And I'm
0: familiar with it as far as like how to repair it and you know that kind of yeah. stuff. If you haven't
8: driven every car out there. There could be uh, there could be some other uh, make and model car that uh, better suits your purpose, and that's the problem.
2: Why is that a problem?
8: Because value is not subjective. No, like, the, uh, it is subjective, and that's why there might the be one
2: that's better, and Captain doesn't care, because yeah. he subjectively wants Run, his Tacoma. Or I runner. mean, we
1: all value things differently, which makes sense. Like, I'm going to value my vehicle differently than Captain would, you know?
2: Subjective value is why trade is made.
8: That's not, that's, that's not the definition. Like, uh, so, the way, uh, what's your name again? Chick? Uh, Chick.
0: Chick-, Chick. Yeah, just call Chick. 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 Bonk, bonk. Yeah,
8: Nikki. I don't uh, so um that's not the that's not the that's not the use of subjective. Just because it differs from person to person doesn't mean it's
0: subjective.
2: No, that's because, exactly okay. what subjective means.
0: Subjective. Yeah, like we- hang on, hang on, I got it right here. Let's let's use the magic rectangle to our benefit. Subjective, adjective, dependent on or taking place in a person's mind rather than the external world. Number two, based on a given person's experience, understanding, and feelings, personal or individual. Number three, not caused by external stimuli.
8: Yeah, we we can even use that definition, right? We can even use that definition, and it's still objective because I claim, like, so opinion. So let's talk about opinion, right? Your opinion in the past. Or let's let's talk about like Hitler's opinion in the past
9: because oh, he's dead already.
0: Really, that's you're subjective. gonna bring up Hitler? You know, you realize that that's like a red flag in in any sort of debate, right? The first person who brings okay, up Hitler I, I loses.
8: Where's all the minorities over there? I, I've never seen a minority.
0: You've never <laughs> seen a minority?
2: I believe it.
8: Joke it no. Or oh, in, in your camera feed, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, because we're in New I, Hampshire.
8: You, <laughs> I'm just and what are the kids? Are they locked up? Without turning tricks for Bitcoin. Yeah, no, tricks we no, a, no, we actually keep them in a
0: cage in the No, we keep them <laughs> oh, in a cage in well, the yeah. basement, and uh, the the minorities uh, we actually employ uh, to watch over them.
2: And if they voluntarily hey, chose hey. to turn tricks for Bitcoin, who are we to tell them not to? <laughs> you tell them not to, but you can't stop them, right? I wouldn't even tell them not to. I would try to find a way to get you my cup. Like, uh, I'd be their
0: old. manager. Yeah, their no free agent. rides. All
2: right, so let's get back to subjective value. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of and caps up here. It's like I heard you're looking for a kid.
9: Okay, so, yeah. okay oh God, let's, uh, no. let's use
8: that topic uh, in this topic too. I'll I'll, I'll combine them. So if, if value is values subjective, how come how come a lot of you guys not not Richie, of course, he's saying right now, you violate uh, their subjective values if, when they make decisions to let let's have sex or commit suicide. I, I, I think uh, Nikki, right, Nikki and uh, yeah. Homeboy, you guys would violate uh, the choices.
0: Wait, am I homeboy? I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm confused. What point are you trying to make? Wait,
0: what's right what's your question, Scooter? Nikki and the, the
1: homeboy. How come you
9: don't,
8: if value is subjective, how come you don't Surprise respect at it? at <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. By, your, your phone's breaking up. If value is subjective, how come we don't what?
8: Respect children's subjective value when they want to have sex or commit suicide.
1: I mean. Who says
0: I don't respect it?
8: Well, I think Nikki uh in our previous debate said she would stop kids because they're too dumb.
1: No, what I said was I mean, the it's, the, it's... the scenario, I believe, if I remember correctly, if like a you know, a three year old was running into the street in front of a car, no. whether stopping no. them would be against the non aggression principle and I said it wasn't no. because no. they they're no. not trying to actively kill themselves, they're just maybe don't know any better.
8: No, that wasn't the... Uh... Remember, I changed that hypothetical. I, I never wanted I like that. that. Okay, I, I so what about, is it,
1: what is it now?: I talked,
8: I talked about suicide, remember I changed that. Yeah, because I, I didn't want an easy case where you're, you're doing it and he'll, he'll realize it imme- uh, his benefit immediately. Yeah there are times when you violate a kid's uh, you know, choices because it might, may benefit him 20 years down the line, or he'll, he may never, ever realize the, the help you've uh, given him. Yeah. and it's things like that that's why value is not subjective.
0: That's what you. That's what you're doing when you're. Violent. I come research. to that oh, you, conclusion. Yeah, you've just yeah. defined subjective value.
8: Can you take? Can you like take your turns? I can't. No.
0: Theory, but. Well, we are taking turns. Uh, the problem is, is that you can't make a point coherently. And when we say you've actually just defined the thing that you are uh, supposedly debating, arguing against, debating, uh, arguing against uh, you move the goalposts as is uh, the way of most people who engage in debate.
8: Yeah, do you want to make an argument, or do you just want to criticize my character? Both. <laughs> okay. Can we, uh, okay, I accept your Your criticism. argument is okay. bad, okay. and you're Here's
0: immortal. what we'll do. Nikki, you and I can agree to just be quiet for a minute, <laughs>
8: okay. and, and we'll yeah.
0: let Richie and, uh, and, and Scooter here go.
8: Okay, let's right, go. Go ahead. Oh, man. You got like three minutes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Bobby Joe, did you say something?
2: What did you, I, I want to hear your opinion on this. Whose opinion? Because now, now they're being quiet, so me and you can have a discussion. Floppy Flop, hmm. you, You've only got me. This is Rich E. Rich.
8: Yeah, Floppy Flop. Okay. What's your opinion on this? What is how, my... how can you recognize the fact that uh, they're making a case that the kid doesn't know better, that means his subjective value is bad, and they have to violate his rights?
2: Well, it's because they have subjective value, right? They value... <laughs> Let me finish. They yeah, value yeah, the child's wrong. life more than the child values their own life, right? They, and, the they're ch- not in, and they're not—oh,
8: sorry. Um, are you done?
2: I mean, that's the point, <laughs> right? That's subjective value. One values but it I, more I, than I, the other. It's not objective I value.
8: <clears throat> I interpret I interpret it implicitly that they're saying the child is wrong.
2: You can, you like, can interpret uh, that if you want, but th- no, that's I, fine. The child's value, right, of their own Your life value. is wrong. Okay.
8: And Rick, I'm do you right. Value, do you value goods and services or acts randomly? Like, uh, for instance, can you can you arbitrarily value sand as, like, a motor lubricant?
2: Uh, you can. You would be wrong, right? <laughs> oh, is that because it's subjective? No, it's be, it's because... Or
8: subjective. Is that because you're, if, I, if I try to value it as... A good motor lubricant. I'd be wrong. My subjective value is wrong because there's an objective fact. It's not a good
2: motor lubricant. Yeah, Utility, but it, dummy. But it, it's you. It's you assigning the value. <laughs> it's you assigning that, the value. Uh,
8: yeah, but oh, okay. So in game theory, you know what that's called? It's called expected value. Okay. Right. So when so when an actor goes to try to make a decision. He tries, to, he tries to estimate the utility of, of consuming or, or consuming a good or of an action, right? And we call that expected value when we run through game theory. Okay. It could be wrong. It could be right. It could be way off, close, whatever, yeah. but it's called expected value or expected utility. Okay.
2: So when, when you it's go because, to Walmart to buy motor lubricant and you've got like yeah. the 5W30 Castrol for fifteen ninety five and you've got the Pennzoil yeah. 5W30 for 1995, right? Is yeah. that $4 difference objective, but based on utility? Or is it subjectively yeah. based on brand. Yeah.
8: brand? yeah, and this goes to another point where I think the Austrian school is just totally... Answer the spooky. question, Scooter. Like, it, yeah, I'm, ta- I'm answering. Just let me answer. It's, it goes to ordinal... Oh, no, just Remember they
9: also, just they answer also say the question.
8: Value, they also say that value is ordinal in... And not Cardinal, right? So, so why is Pennzoil
2: $4 more than, than yes, Castrol? Yeah, it, it has to do with
8: utility. I answered that question already. Now I'm, I'm tying is, it in with... Pennzoil has $4 more utility,
2: utility than Castrol. Yeah, and, and you're,
8: you're either wrong or right. You're so either wrong or right. right. Okay,
2: then you're wrong. Yeah, you're either wrong or right. You're either wrong or right. Right, because somebody will go <laughs> up to and go like, man, I really need 5W30. If Pennzoil I- was like sixteen ninety nine, I would get it. Mm-hmm. But at nineteen ninety nine, yeah. my dif- my my choice has changed to Castrol for fifteen ninety nine, because they have a subjective have value, my- right, on what they'll spend on motor oil, and someone it's else's is different, it's, it's which is why the Pennzoil sells at nineteen ninety nine to someone else, right, and I go buy the Castrol because it's cheaper, right. My it's value is different than theirs because it is subjective.
8: So value differs from person to person. Based that's why it's
2: subjective. Scooter, not- Skeder, Skyler, that's- Butch, whatever your that's name, that's- name is, Brian.
0: Uh, Thanks for the call. 603 283 6160. Uh, My value of uh, Scooby as a caller uh, has has been devalued a little bit. Two minutes. Like it went up during the call, but then it went back down as the call went on. This is Free Talk Live. Hour number three is coming up. We'll talk more about uh, the redheaded bitch coming up.
9: We talk
0: live. And we're back. And we're live. We're on the air. We're on the internet. We're on satellites. Could we be anywhere else? Well, yes, actually we could. In your living room for a price. We could be on a lot more radio stations if you are willing to help. If you enjoy this particular show, Free Talk Live, if you enjoy the hosts like me, the co-hosts like y'all, the callers like Jerome or Ricky or Scooby or Sarah or, or whomever. Uh, if you enjoy the perspective we bring of liberty, peace, and prosperity, then consider becoming an amplifier of Free Talk Live. What is an amplifier, you might ask? Well, if you go over to amps.freetalklive.com, A-M-P-S dot you'll see all the details of the program. Now, what this entails is you contributing a sum of money To us every month, we will use that sum of money to advertise, market, promote, and support this show. That means our our main focus is getting this show on more radio stations. We're on like 180 radio stations at last count. We could be on 200. We could be on 250. 300 stations is not out of the question, or even more. It's all up to you. We only ask for 5 bucks a month. You can give more. There's different tiers to the system. It's a Patreon-based thing. So visit amps.freetalklive.com. Figure out what you want to contribute. There's some little perks and benefits that you get for being an amplifier, but that's not why you should contribute. You should contribute because you want to get this show on more radio stations and onto, into more ears, more listeners to spread the message of freedom. So I want to say thank you to Dan Kraftsig, who is a gold-level amplifier. That means he gives 10 bucks a month uh, to help us advertise, market, promote, and support as an amp's member so thank you again dan kraftsig for your contribution we appreciate you if you want to be as cool as dan kraftsig
2: go visit amps.freetalklive.com ricky from the commonwealth should like set up a patreon and like if you enjoyed ricky's call you can go to (laughs) patreon and throw him a dollar or something it's like uh to, to really put his ego in check, like, how much value he's really providing there.
0: Yeah, like, uh, I sometimes refer to people who like my music as my fan.
2: Okay. <laughs> That's just self-deprecating. It right? is, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But it's also humor, right? It's yeah,
2: self-deprecation. It's, You've got press yeah, releases and distribution and all that other fun I, stuff. Like It's, a,
0: it's like true. I'm a real musician. Yeah, except for I don't have a Aww. label to, okay. you know, help me with the marketing, which is why... I, once again, I'm asking you for your support. I sound like Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you uh, enjoy Captain Kickass, uh, please share uh, either the EP, uh, share my website captainkickass.com, or if you've already found me on, you know, I, I don't know, Spotify or Pandora or iTunes or whatever, any of those music places, feel free to share that uh, because I I have no marketing budget. I'm relying on you. On word of mouth, grassroots, spreading the music of freedom, if you will. Uh, and the EP of Luthermania is 100% geared towards the freedom-minded. So.
1: Yep. And you have my two favorite forms of advertisement, which are stickers and t-shirts. I do. I keep forgetting
0: so, about the t-shirts.
1: I actually have my water bottle with two different <gasps> kinds of Captain Kickass stickers. You
0: too can be as cool as mm-hmm. Nikki Sunshine. Yep. Uh, and uh, obtain some of these stickers uh, by buying a T-shirt either through Amazon or you can find a link to it uh, over at freetalklive.com. I'm sorry, over at CaptainKickass.com is where you can find a link to that. Uh, moving on to more of your calls and thoughts, we have Jerkface McEffingstash calling from Mexico. You are on Free Talk Live.
10: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'm calling because Skeeter is stupid again. <laughs> And, of course, it's the same thing every night. He doesn't understand definitions. It seems like he just learned how to speak, and he's just formulating ideas on the air.
2: You know why? Because definitions uh, are subjective. Unfortunately, it makes for really
10: bad radio, but it does kind of get me to call in. So, like, here I am. Uh, Basically, he can't figure out he's a capitalist. He's calling himself a free market anarchist, or whatever that means, that he's going to let the market decide. It's basically capitalism. Capitalist. The market decides. And yep. then the age of consent thing. The age of consent basically is if you are socially, emotionally, financially, physically and mentally capable enough to take care of yourself, then you are no longer in need of a custodian to watch over you. For some reason, I don't know why, but he can't figure that out either. So, so let, let
2: me throw an example damn, calling it. Let me throw you an example by you, because I don't think, I don't think you need all that to express consent. So here's, here's the question that I usually ask people when it comes to that, that whole age thing. Have you ever held a baby that did not want to be held by you? Oh, yeah. So that baby was not able to verbalize in English, right? But th- they had an expression of a withdrawn consent of you holding them, right? And and you should right. immediately return that baby uh, to someone who consents to to who it consents to holding it right and so the whole age of consent thing can be boiled down to like you don't need a number because we know that babies can express it they can withdraw consent they can give consent and we can we can see that without them having to verbalize it
10: sure absolutely all right but they can also make up their mind to touch a hot stove yeah they could even though you keep trying to get them not to do it. I mean, yeah. that, that was the age of consent thing is that you, you have more knowledge and wisdom yeah. than that growing individual, and that's why you're there as a custodial for them.
2: And, and sometimes the one time they touch it is enough for them never to do it again.
1: Yeah, I remember right. the time I touched the wood stove, mm-hmm. yeah. and I didn't do it again. So.
2: so you you can protect all you want, but then you're always protecting, right, because they haven't learned the lesson. So they continue to attempt it. Is the value the learned.
0: is the value of the lesson of touching the hot wood stove subjective?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh man, yeah. here we go. <laughs> it actually is
2: they mean, really want to touch it. They value touching it more than they value not having a burnt finger. Well, but
0: they don't know. There, there's ignorance involved. Yeah. They don't but, know that yeah, when man, they're going to touch.
2: A one-time thing,
10: right? You know, like drinking alcohol, doing drugs, stuff like that. Uh, those things are things that actually make you feel good and kind of, you know, get you repeating the process over and over again to kind of get that feeling back and all that kind of stuff. And they don't necessarily have to have the knowledge at a young age or the wisdom at a young age. This is going to end badly.
2: Maybe. <laughs> right? Maybe. Because but- here's the thing. I don't drink. And I'm, I'm not certain of this. But I'm confident that one of the reasons I don't drink is because when I was like three, my grandpa gave me a sip of his beer. And it was nasty. Really, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Who would drink that garbage? Yeah. Right. And now, when I look at the beer, I'm like, who would drink that garbage? Right. Well, it's acquired taste. I don't need to acquire it. Yeah. I drink stuff that already tastes good that I don't need to acquire a taste to because my first experience was garbage. Here's the juxtaposition to that. Uh, okay. My
0: father figures uh, would occasionally give, you know, the sons, the nephews, whatever. Like, here you go, little buddy, have a sip of beer. You did good. Right. It's a reward yeah. thing. Right. And so like you know i was like yeah it's kind of nasty but whatever it makes me feel like a grown up so like okay. i was like sure now uh one of the females in the family uh drank wine didn't drink beer and uh, at some point they wanted to you know sort of repeat this thing like well here have a sip of my wine and oh my god it was the most horrible thing i'm like i this is horrible why would anybody on purpose drink this beverage i had this now it's like terrible grape juice years later uh i had a girlfriend who was a big wino, and uh, she got me drinking wine and now I really like wine, right? So, like, it I did acquire the taste, but I had this juxtaposition for a while where, like, I was okay with beer, but I hated wine. Sure. And that just continued on until I was, you know, I don't know, almost 30. Okay. So, yeah, it was weird.
2: Also why it's subjective, right? Because similar similar circumstance, different outcome. Jerk if face. It, if it was objective, Jerk. we'd have the same result every time.
10: Absolutely. Well, we could just go down the list with uh, socially... You know you could be manipulated emotionally you could be manipulated financially you could be cheated physically uh you could be overwhelmed are we talking about and, age of consent now or are you skeeter. talking about
2: government versus the people
10: uh, age of consent oh, okay. and then
2: uh, i'm did sorry the did
10: way. you guys move on because i thought we no, were still on age? no consent. i just <laughs>
2: everything you listed off is like how the government manipulates the people i just thought maybe
10: oh yeah on. of course and, and then mentally skeeter you know like for some reason, he has a phone and he chooses to call into these radio stations, and obviously he's not up to par to making these calls and, and challenging these
2: thoughts. And he subjectively chooses public. one over all the others. <laughs> that's a fact. Uh, An objective wild. fact. About a subjective opinion. Jerk face?
10: Well, that's all I called tonight was just a rip on uh, Skeeter for a minute. Just say, hey man, just... <laughs> Read a few books, you know, live a little life, learn a little bit before you call back in and and say silly things because, like, it's ridiculous.
1: Unfortunately, I do not think that's going to happen, but we can all hope.
0: Yeah, Great advice. Thank you, jerkface Effingstash for the call. We appreciate you.
2: Here's the other thing, right, again, because it's subjective. He has claimed to have read some of the same material that we have and has come to a different conclusion. Well, why is that? If the material was objective, he would come to the same conclusion. Right. But he does not because it is subjective. Subjective. It's it's subject to his personal interpretation of the same material that everyone else here has read.
0: Let's see our subjective value of this next caller. I believe this is Dana. You're on Free Talk Live.
2: It
11: sure is, Captain. Um, The previous (laughs) caller just stole my thunder. Tell him him to give it back. back. Well,
0: you should call him a jerk face.
11: No, 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 no. He can call himself that, but I'm not going to call someone that. Okay. I only reserve name calling for Jerome. Anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) that being said, um, um, uh, the reason why you stole my thunder is last week, uh, Richie Rich got um, into this long, drawn-out discussion with, Skeeter, Scooter, whatever he calls himself. Butch. Um, yeah. Um, All those names. Um, and didn't he go by Marco or something like that? Yeah,
9: he had yeah, some Brian, other. Brian. like a
1: bunch of different names. Yeah, he, I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
11: Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Who's got time for that on radio? You need to get to the point, be succinct, and make a valid argument. The thing is, is that um, he goes off into game theory and and the minutia of definitions of words and examples. You know, um, that's something, uh, because I have a background in political science, you know, we discuss game theory, which makes sense because it's political science. And we discuss terminology and what does this mean and that and there are classes for that. That is for academia. You don't do that on radio. Nobody wants to listen to that nonsense.
0: Yeah, it's it's, so it's tough to keep it interesting. Boring. Yeah.
11: Oh, it's boring. The other thing is this is a suggestion for Richie Rich. And I like you guys. I've said that to you many times.
9: Uh-huh.
11: Um, Richie Rich. One thing you gotta do, and it's a millennial thing because no generation before did it or does it. You've got to stop making a point and ending with the word right. What that is, is it kind of reminds me of the old-fashioned, well, they still do it, it's not even old-fashioned, where you have a salesperson pitching you something in, you know, live, in person, and they nod their head up and down, pretty soon they have the audience it's a psychology. It's sales psychology. Trick. That's why I do You've it? You got the audience buying into whatever it is you're selling, and when you but when you do that verbally, and especially when it's radio, but under any circumstance, it devalues your credibility. What? It makes you sound not as smart as you really are.
0: I'm sorry. I meant, what's the
2: word? That, right. Right. Oh, right. Right. Oh. right. Value is subjective, you right? Know, yeah.
0: But,
11: um, See, no, seen, Richie yeah. Rich will say something and he goes, right, right, right. You know what? It was so bad last Sunday, um, Richie Rich, that I couldn't keep up with the count," And I am not, I do not struggle with math. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you've said it too many times. And it devalues what you're saying. You make your point and say, look, this is suggest- subjective, subjective because, and then blah, 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 and you period it. You don't say right. It just, it's a millennial thing. So I, I have a question
0: for Richie Rich now. Yeah. Richie Rich, you're going to stop doing that, right?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and for the reasons she described, right? I, so, I'm trying to get okay. people to agree with uh, my point of view.
0: Uh, wait, funny. before you go, Dana, uh, I just want to tell, because you mentioned sales. Um, I did work in telemarketing, on and off in my teens and 20s. I still do. Uh, And uh, one of the greatest salesmen that I've ever met, his name is James, Uh, he was a psych major, Uh, he would do this thing where he would answer the question for the caller. And and yes. and get them to say yes, yes right? So he would say, "You can you can I, see the value in that." Yes, yeah. Oh, and same th- same technique.
11: Absolutely. What you're doing is you're getting them to buy in to whatever it is that you're pitching. Yes. Yeah. The other thing is what and I you're want all the listeners in. to
2: buy in to what I'm saying.
11: Well, what Richie Rich. I'm not accusing Richie Rich of this, but it's another millennial thing. They start their sentence with, "So someone will say something." And then the person they're saying it to, I've seen this um, interviews on TV. Okay,
9: they'll
11: say so. Um, I they'll say so. I mean, no, you say I. What I mean was after someone isn't clear. There, there's no clarification. The person that's um, asking you to explain millennials just start out with. So they'll say. Um, uh, do you like orange sherbet or um, lime sherbet? So I mean, and I'm like, that's not a beginning of a sentence. What oh, the yeah, hell yeah. happened to pred- What ha- uh, happened to subjects, uh, verbs, and predicate? I mean, you just you don't lost the two emojis. With, yeah, with yeah. a preposition. This is just.
0: Let's not forget slang.
11: It hurts my my ears. It absolutely. So Richie Rich, I love you, man. Um, You do have some very valid points, but it just, too many rights, too many rights. Just let it go. Make your point. Make it so valid. And you can get them to buy in by the firmness of your voice, because it sounds like you have knowledge of your subject matter.
2: Okay. And I, and I also okay. rely on those sales techniques because they work.
0: And hey, Dana, for yeah. decades. thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160.
2: And if nothing else, right, this, this show is designed to move people to the ideas of liberty. Right. There you go. See? It works. You make the point. You get them nodding along and agreeing with the point. And pretty soon you inception them, and they internalize it. And then they'll repeat it back to you later, as if they came up with it themselves. And that's the best.
0: You want to talk about this article from Reason again, right? Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you redheaded.
0: <laughs> calling m- calling male neighbor a redheaded bitch wasn't constitutionally unprotected fighting words. What does that mean? Yeah, that's... From State versus Gibson, uh, decided last Thursday by the Ohio Court of Appeals, Judge Mark Miller joined Judges Waldick and Zimmerman. In this appeal, we are asked to decide whether calling one's neighbor a redheaded bitch as part of the festering feud over driveway access constitutes
2: fighting words this is the import, this is the crux of why i brought this in they're going to define fighting words and this is a
0: fighting words sufficient to result in a conviction for disorderly conduct i wasn't aware that words could be classified as quote fighting words yeah. unquote to such an extent that they that words themselves can be considered disorderly conduct right that's
2: antithetical to free speech Or the antithesis of free speech. I'm not going to disagree with you, but it's an important concept for people to realize exists. Uh, And again, I did not know that until just reading this right now. I
0: I had no idea. I thought
2: we talked about it a little bit maybe off air, but continue. Maybe we did.
0: Okay. Punishment for disorderly conduct based on spoken words is prohibited unless those words amount to fighting words. No matter how rude, abusive, offensive, derisive, vulgar, insulting, crude, profane, or opprobri... Oh, what is that word? Approbate? Opprobrious. Opprobrious. It's a word I have never pronounced before. That's amazing. I thought I knew all the words. I don't know all the I words. I mean, you wrote the song. Uh, spoken words may seem to be, their utterance may not be made a crime unless they are fighting words. Quote unquote. Fighting words are those that, by their very utterance, inflict injury or are likely to provoke the average person to an immediate retaliatory breach of the peace. To distinguish fighting words from expression fully protected under the First Amendment, one must look at the circumstances circumstances surrounding such utterance. The fighting words analysis is intensely fact-specific And outcomes will vary from case to case. But decisional law offers several helpful guideposts. First, as a general matter, something more than mere profanity is required to constitute fighting words.
2: Don't talk about his mama. Now, like, I've heard this phrase, particularly in bars. Them's fighting words. Them's fighting words, right, yeah. But if you can utter them's fighting words, it's already not fighting words, right?
0: Oh, interesting.
2: In determining whether profane
0: utterances constitute fighting words, courts have considered whether the conduct accompanying these statements is hostile or threatening. Moreover, to constitute fighting words, the words chosen must be used to describe a person or be directed at a person. Finally, although a person need not actually be provoked to a violent response for words to be fighting words... The failure of the targeted party to respond might evidence that the words were not fighting words. Okay, so I see see what you're saying now. Under circumstances like those present in this case, we do not find the simple act of calling someone a redheaded bitch would have provoked immediate retaliation. 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 Sorry. Thus, we conclude that no trier of fact could find that Gibson leveled fighting words against Foley as necessary To sustain a conviction for disorderly conduct. Okay.
2: So, So, again, you can pause there. I don't know if we got to go through the whole thing. It's just, it's the concept of fighting words because freedom of speech, yada, yada, yada. You know, yeah, I said something about his mama and he punched me in the face, right? He clearly assaulted me. Right. Well, no, because you levied fighting words at him. How is, how is, punched to the face. How is insulting your mama? Like, I understand. From, As an example. From what
0: society has put forth in television and film and all that kind sure. of things. That, that if you're like, your mama dumb, right? Somebody like, you don't talk about my mama, punch you in the face. Like, I get that that might be the outcome of that interaction. But from a legal perspective. Which That's is the legal thing. I is, mean,
1: to me, it would have to be a threat. Like, I'm going to physically harm you. To me, that would, okay, well, you're you're threatening me. Right. So I'm going to assume that you're going to do that and defend myself accordingly.
2: Those could be fighting words, but not ne- not necessarily, right? Was the threat credible, right? You know, are you going to take me out back and, you know, flog me? right? who knows? But fighting words themselves, as is the legal concept. Well, we can
0: talk more about this, and we'll get to more of your calls and thoughts here on Free Talk Live. The telephone number if you'd like to join us tonight is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. More about fighting words and your calls coming up. It's Free Talk Live. live and we're free and we're talking it's free talk live that's right your favorite radio program and mine the final segment of this sunday night edition is underway <laughs> uh, zephan just texted me he says you've got yellow submarines stuck in my head cuz i made a <laughs> i made a joke about the submarine dudes who who died or whatever and it was like, when I first read that headline, all I could hear is,
2: we are live in the yellow submarine. Poof.
0: Anyway, yeah. So, earworm, you're welcome.
2: I love the animations of that thing just crushing itself.
0: <laughs> uh, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain.
2: It's Nicky. And Richie Rich.
0: I'm I'm happy that like the regular Sunday yeah, crew like we're been back. so long. Like we did some juggling, you get the wedding we had the pork and fork yeah. and spork and you know, we had some a uh, very good substitute and uh, guest uh hosts in here and I thought everybody did well, including when I wasn't here. Uh, you know, Ian and Bonnie did a bang-up job. Yeah. Uh, Arya did a great job from the festival as well, producing content uh, and getting you know people to appear on the show. So, like, the show still went on, but uh, it's just kind of nice to have the, the regular crew back again. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Free Talk Live listeners, we are asking you for a favor. As you perhaps already know, Ian Freeman, this show's founder, was recently convicted of various victimless crimes. Because of this, he's facing up to 20 years in prison. Now, we can argue all day as to if the jury was mistaken, but that's not going to get us anywhere. What will be helpful is for you to write a letter to the Honorable Joseph LaPlante about Ian's character, how he has helped the community, and why you'd think he deserves a light sentence. Saying things about yourself that give your opinion weight with the government uh, will be helpful such as if you held office, perhaps you were uh, in the military, something along those lines would be uh, key points to mention. Ian is a selfless man that has always tried to do what he thinks is the right thing, and it would be a tragedy if he has to spend any time at all in prison. We do need these letters quickly, so don't put it off. Send your letter for Ian Freeman to 63 Emerald Street, number 610, Keene, New Hampshire, Zero three four three one. If you didn't get to write all that down, that's okay. All the info you need can be found at letters.freetalklive.com. Again, letters.freetalklive.com. All right, let's get to uh, more of your calls and thoughts. Let's go to an unscreened caller. What's your name and where are you calling from, please? My name's
12: Cybra and I'm from Chad Tennessee.
0: Hey, Sebra, how you doing?
12: I am good. First time caller.
0: All right. What do you want to talk um, about tonight? Go ahead.
12: Well, I uh, actually want to tell you a joke.
0: Okay. Is it a clean joke or does it have cussing in it? Because we can't cuss on the radio.
12: It is clean and right. no cussing. All right, go ahead. Okay, a few minutes ago, I'm not sure who because I haven't got that all that down yet. But we're talking about uh, the Chinese and them having uh, a million soldiers on file, and us having, oh, I don't know, about 10 million gun holders okay. in the United States, and that they could probably uh, take care of, arming all of us with all their AK-47s, which I would like to have one next week if somebody wants to hand me one. Anyway, <laughs> with that said, I'm going on to the joke. Okay, so some nationalists say the Chinese, since we were talking about them, land down in New York. I mean, not New York. I'm sorry, Florida, and uh, they're they're about to, about to do the best they can to take us off and steal our pro- property, and bunch of rednecks hear about it, they they it on uh, to somebody else and somebody else. Next thing you know, you got a line of uh, four wheel drives, four wheelers, race cars. Mm-hmm. F-110s, F-50s, haul guns and went back windows. And they get down there. Next thing you know, a marines pull up. And there is beer cans and shotgun shells all over the dead burn ground. And they said, What happened here? One of the boys says, War's over, guys. We done took care of it. Bobby Bobby Ray over there had never drew it, and he just rolled right all over those boats that were out there. And we're done. Y'all can go home.
0: That's it. That's the joke? The The Marines took care of it before the Rednecks could get there? No, the Rednecks took care of it before the Marines could get there. Oh, I had it backwards. Okay. All right. Your yeah. Your phone was cutting out a little bit there, Sabra. All right.
7: I'm sorry.
0: That's all right.
12: Uh, now, I can, I can tell you that everybody I've ever told that to thought it was funny.
0: So. <laughs> Maybe because they heard the whole joke. <laughs> uh, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up on air tonight?
12: No, dear, I've been listening to y'all about two months, and I I just listen to y'all, but I want to do
0: DoorDash. Hey, we appreciate you listening, Sabra. Feel free to call us again. We're here seven nights a week from 7 to 10 Eastern. Uh, Moving right along, let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live.
13: Uh, Yes, I just want to bring up that the Trinity Broadcast Network has been um, you know, selling, marketing many different supplements, and a percentage of that actually supports the station. And it's it's just amazing because uh, they're making, like, a lot of medical claims, and then nobody gets to, you know, shut them up. I mean, you know how Ian, Ian always says that, you know, what do you know about cinnamon, what do you know about... Chromium, and uh, you, you know, you can't make medical claims, but they're making claims about beet juice, uh, red wine, uh, collagen, and Omega XL, and on and on. I mean, is the religious channel like excluded from making medical claims? i I'm,
2: Oh, I don't I'm, know. That's a it. good question. I doubt it. What are the claims, though?
13: Well, yeah, they're like oh, um, beet juice. They have these uh, juice, beet juice powder, and it's like, okay. oh, it helps uh, support blood circulation and nitric oxide. It helps uh, blood circulation. It's it it helps give you energy and have more memory. And have you tried I, it? No, I I have um different. A uh, beet juice powder I get from somewhere else. But. I mean,
2: a lot of times those are, those claims are on the bottle, right? And then in, in fine print, it says these claims have not been uh, authorized or evaluated by the FDA. Right.
1: And I'm sure with stuff that um, you like beet juice, kind of generic type stuff, there may have already been medical studies conducted on them to prove some of these things. But typically it can be kind of sketchy. You know, if you have your own product, like, oh, I, I'm creating my own Nikki's probiotic and I'm going to claim, oh yes, this cures cancer Ah. and all of these other things. Then you have to be careful because if it's not really medical, medically proven, you can get sued. And of course, you know the state and the pharmaceutical companies don't really like natural products making medical claims. And if I, you don't have any anything to back that or whatever the government approval you need to make those right. medical claims, you can get sued, and then your business goes under. So I think that's I think usually the, the real danger with that.
2: I think the medical claim that you made in your little presentation was cure.
1: Yes, that's, so that's, cure. That's so it's like part one. of the verbiage.
2: That's the big one that the government doesn't allow for right. the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We all know that if you have scurvy, a good thing to take is something with vitamin C in it, like yeah. orange juice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But orange right? juice does not cure scurvy, even though it does. Right? Well, so, uh, legally is speaking. That, is that legally. what
13: the FDD would I mean, is that the, what FDA D, DA wants? The, F- mean, the F-
2: FDA will not allow you to make that claim on your product. Right. You cannot say that this product with vitamin C cures scurvy.
0: Right. You can't. You won't see a, a bottle of uh, orange juice with pulp in the grocery store, and on the bottle it says, cure, cure for scurvy. scurvy. You won't see that. But it does. Even though
2: it's true. You just can't make the claim legally. Right. So that, that might be some of the issues with what you're hearing from well, the others.
0: And and I think, too, because she was talking about it uh, being a religious radio station. Uh, it, Hi. It, it's about the market and the expense, right? So with a religious programming, generally they are already funded before they get on the radio, right? They're not reliant upon their radio audience, uh, you know, and so they will have, generally speaking, a lower cost of entry for advertisers. And so it's going to attract those with a minimal uh, amount of budget. And so you're going to get more of like sort of the infomercial type advertisers than you would like, you know, a large uh, corporation advertising.
2: Yeah. Alex Jones is a vitamin salesman with the radio show. Right.
13: The whole thing about the supplement is to raise funds for the station, the broadcast station. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like a charity world, not all you just buying all these products the fish oil or collagen powder formula that people are buying it. I mean, so that they, they wind up getting to promote the station to get more satellites yeah. or radio stations all, all across the world.
2: I take fish oils so, to lubricate joints. So if you know, yeah, and if, it you also, need your, um, if your joints are getting a little stiff, you may want to look into a fish oil supplement, because that's why I use mine.
0: Does it work? Right, right. Yeah. Okay.
2: I mean, I don't take so it as much anymore, but when I was like lifting heavy weights, yeah, yeah, you gotta gotta keep everything in shape. Yep. Sarah?
13: Yeah. So yeah, so that's it. That I just thought was very interesting because I I don't see like these people making as like oh my joints improve like that's what the lady says like, oh I was um um ambulance driver for 20 years and i have all these joint injuries now i'm feeling better but i mean but i thought you're not supposed to make those claims but like but
2: it's personal experience it's not the claim of the the product it's like it's it's my testimony for the fish oils fish oils helped my joints yeah, Does if, that, if it's can you put that on the bottle? No, but that's worked for me.
0: Right. I've never seen a bottle of fish oil or a bottle of supplements, fish oil supplements, say, uh, you know, cures joint pain. I've, I've never seen that. It only says, you know, contains, you know, this amount of fish oil, you know, per pill or per milligram or whatever it is, you know, a, a list of ingredients and that kind of a thing. You might go looking for fish oil because of... A testimonial like Richie Rich just provided, or some other you know article, something you've read online that says, "Oh, hey, fish oil is good for X," and so then you go looking for it, but you rarely see the fatty
2: acids good for the heart,
0: right? You rarely see the claim printed on the product itself.
13: Yeah, and then Doctor X's collagen formula—it's so popular from the Christmas station, like all the other health food store, Whole Foods. Everybody's copying this uh, tasteless. Um, flavorless uh, powder collagen that you could add to your tea or coffee. Mm-hmm. And, and and they're basically the one that started it. It's yeah. just everybody. So if it, if it works
2: for you, use it. If it doesn't work for you, stop using it.
13: Yeah. But I, I think they just come up with really good products. But you have a good night. Maybe I'll have some good jokes, too. I, I <laughs> yeah. have that. Uh, why does... Uh, yeah,
9: I you know you talk missed live. my joke. Uh, oh, why does
13: the... What? Why does the New Mexico kids refuse to go to school? Why? Because they're afraid of getting killed by a car.
0: How about that? <laughs> Sarah, okay. thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you. That, that was, was our one. best joke that yet. Was a, Going I was on. A high note too, that was like yeah. you need to
1: be in on like the information for See? that joke to she be
2: funny. She set the expectation, yeah. and then bam, bam. bam, like a car out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> wiped you out. So real quick. So my dad, total statist. Okay. Right, and. He, you know, full on FDA approval, whatever, until yeah. he got into Herbal Life. And he started selling the Herbal Life. He yeah. goes like, I know it's not FDA approved, but they got this really good, you know, presentation on why it doesn't need to be and all this. And I'm like, okay, good. So now you're finally on our side, you know, with, with, with the need for FDA approval on supplements and products. Like, well, He's like, but the roads. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> it, it, it moved him a little bit because yep. Now that he had yep. a financial gain, yeah, well, because well, he had yeah. a financial in- incentive to not need FDA approval to sell his product, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah,
0: oh, maybe
1: you get FDA it now. approval. Th-
2: yeah, you get it now. Uh, I uh,
0: Speaking of supplements, uh, natural supplements, non-FDA approved supplements. The best kind. Uh, that I, cured nothing. Uh, yeah, it, it, it cured nothing, but it did seem to help um, somewhat with joint pain. Okay. Uh I I have a bad back as well. I was in an accident and you know that flares up from time to time every now and again uh, my back will snap literally like I'll hear a snap and then I'll pass out and I'll be oh, on wow. the I'll be on the floor and then I'll just like wake up you know like my body shuts down it's just like nope okay. too much pain and I hit the floor. Wow. Uh, And then I'll wake up on the floor, like maybe I hit my head or my shoulder, my arm on the way down or something. Uh, How long are
2: you out usually, just out of curiosity?
0: It's hard to tell because it's only happened one time in front of a person and it was like seconds, so it wasn't like long at all. But like um, the last time it happened, I was alone in my house. I had no idea what time it was and I just sort of woke up on the floor and I couldn't really move very well. I had to crawl along the floor into the closet of my bedroom and grab my cane that I keep around just for these particular occasions. I haven't had to use it rec- use it recently, but um, at any rate, it's excruciatingly painful, and I do own a cane as a result of this uh, for these events, but I have been adding turmeric mm-hmm. to cheese sauce. Yeah. Okay? And then I pour that cheese sauce on, like, broccoli.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, now, uh, broccoli, of course, is a superfood. It's full of all sorts of good things. If you're not eating a lot of, like, fruit... And that kind of thing. Broccoli is an excellent source of vitamin C, uh, also an excellent source of fiber and that kind of a thing. Uh, And I just like I've been trying to add turmeric to like other stuff that I was cooking. I put it in some ground beef and I was like, "Ah, I don't really like how it. It, it sort of sweetens things up in a, in a way. It almost tastes like a sweet squash has been mixed okay. into your, you know, and I just didn't enjoy the flavor of it mixed in with ground beef. I've tried to add it to, like, seasonings. If I'm going to, like, coat some pork chops with seasonings, I try to add it in there. And it generally just sort of colors all my dishes weird like spaghetti sauce does.
1: Yeah, it'll stain your stuff, and, too. Yeah, it's and, just very pigmented.
0: But cheese sauce is already sort of yellowish, and turmeric is sort of yellowish orange and so I was like, oh, let me try this. And I put it in the cheese sauce and like, bam, like it doesn't, it doesn't sweeten it up. It like, if anything, it embellishes the, the dairy mm-hmm. flavor uh, of the cheese sauce. And I'll put garlic in there too, mm-hmm. right? Because You put
1: pepper in it was, there. It really I, kicks I, up I the, do, yeah. you know, the whatever. I'm I've been using of. a
0: bunch of pepper recently mm-hmm. too, and I'm not a pepper guy. I just, for whatever reason, I've been using a bunch of it. And What kind I'm, of peppers? I, just regular black pepper, oh. like table style. Uh, I'll get the coarse grind because okay. I like the the bigger the bigger flakes, if you will. I'm not grinding it myself yet, but that's probably, I'm going to do that next. I already have my own salt grinder, I use uh, sea salt, okay. of course. Uh, in the salt grinder, and so I found that you can buy, you know, peppercorns in mm-hmm. the same way that I buy these salt things, so I'm probably going to go buy, like, a pair of grinders. F- and then
1: It really, it changes it, you know, yeah. the fresh ground pepper is really, There's a reason like, next why that, that
0: waiter at the restaurant, oh, you know, when you yeah. get your salad, would you like fresh ground pepper? And he's got the
2: big thing, and he's, you know, like, some of those guys don't know how to even work those things. So here's a free plug for him, because I've got both, I've got the pepper cannon and the salt cannon. Pepper Cannon. It's the Pepper Cannon. I, what makes it a cannon? Uh, like,
0: I don't want to destroy my meal by <laughs> <so laughs>
2: pointing a Pepper
0: Cannon at, at my
2: dinner. So the amount of pepper per turn is significantly greater than most other pepper grinders mm. on the market. I like it already. Same with the Salt Cannon. The amount of salt per turn yeah. is greater than most of the other
1: salt grinders on the market. Does it take batteries? No, it's not electric. So I have one that so it has a, yeah. has a nice. button, you know, so it, it grinds it, you know. Automatically, I guess. Yeah. And it has a light, okay. so you can see where your point. As if I mean, the lights are usually already on, but you know, in the event <laughs> that you're you need a salad more light in the
0: middle of the night, can you <laughs> yeah. can you tell Alexa to bust out? The, no, absolutely no, okay. not. Right. No. It's not Wi Fi. That's uh, capable? Richie Rich's
1: territory. It's not
2: Wi Fi capable. Yeah.
1: I don't think so. No.
2: <laughs> I my microwave is Alexa enabled. Yeah. Sometimes the Wi Fi goes out, and I'm like, man, I got to walk over there and push the button. You're like
1: this sucks. It
2: does. It totally does now. How
0: do you? Spoiled. How do you like? So we know that Alexa and what's the other one Siri. CIA, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, there's another one too. What is it? Hey Google. Oh, that's the one. Uh, we know that those things all spy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How do you like if there's a moment where you want complete privacy? How do you achieve that if you have that active in your house? Do you have like a green switch somewhere? Do you have? Do you I toss mean, I really your? To, do you to toss your device in a in a you know a
2: Faraday cage or no. something? Just I, whisper. Well, no, 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 there's a whisper <laughs> mode. I can I, I can I can whisper to the device like good night. It's so creepy, right? And then it turns off all the lights for me, yeah. so I don't have to oh, wake okay. anybody up. Yeah, I carry a smartphone. I'm already being spied on yeah, 24 seven. I understand. Yeah. I understand. So to the answer to your question, I would have to unplug them all. Mm-hmm. I don't, because even if I unplug them all, guess what's still within arms reach 24 yeah. seven.
1: Honestly, I'm I have the philosophy that I'm like a little paranoid, so I just assume that someone is listening. At all times, I, I, and I, I do don't want to be too paranoid. You know, I'm not crazy about it, but it's yeah. a safe. Uh, you know, don't say anything too crazy that you right. don't want uh, anyone to hear. So
0: I don't have any Alexa or any of that uh, okay. in, in my house. And even knowing that, I will still like unplug my modem and router, right? Oh, uh, so yeah. that there are no devices in my house that are okay. on the internet unless they're connected to some other Wi-Fi somewhere near my house. Uh, and and I do this because. I want to enjoy silence, so I'll turn off all things. I'll turn off all the lights. I'll okay. turn off my air purifier. I'll turn off the air conditioner. I'll turn off the light above the stove, right? I'll just turn everything off to try and get uh, a minimal amount of what I'm going to call ambient interference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Uh, it aids in meditation and yeah, stuff like noise. that. white noise. Yeah. So, well, white noise is something you play to drown out other noises. Oh, okay. But what I'm trying to do is create silence without electrical interference. Uh, And so I will do that on occasion. Like I've been known to just sort of sit in my house, you know, we'll call it meditation uh, and unplug everything and just sit there for like an hour. Okay. Right. And just be alone with my thoughts and allow my brain to sort of, you know, cope with whatever was going on in my day and my life or whatever. And um, it, it helps me sort of readjust my priorities when I do this. Um, it's not something that I learned from anyone. I didn't learn this as a meditation technique, but somebody was like, What you're doing is meditation. I'm yeah. Like,
2: mm-hmm. oh, okay. So, so I guess the as far as ambient noise is concerned, um, uh, unless you're really sensitive to you know, to electricity. Yeah. Like I don't hear the devices humming along. Right. Like an air conditioner would. Right. So in any given room, it is as silent with the device on or off until you activate it,
0: right? Okay. And you haven't had uh an opportunity where you want to have a private conversation with somebody uh and you know, you don't want it to potentially be spied upon. But
2: then then you'll go and plug it, you know. Okay. That's that's the solution that you're looking for. There's yeah. there's no off switch. You know, some like one of them has a camera and it's got the little slider to cover the camera. Yeah. And that turns off the camera right but it doesn't turn off the microphone. I'm air quoting for people who can't see me yeah so if you if you want that total privacy, then you then you have to unplug all the devices as you do right put your smartphone somewhere else in a Faraday bag or turn the power of that thing off and chuck it out of the other room. yep I just in this day and age I don't expect that level of privacy mm-hmm. and I don't care um, And should I be in a conversation where I did, those are the steps you would have to take okay and hope that whoever you're having the conversation with doesn't have their phone in their pocket
0: so i recently uh i flew to seattle to do some work uh, with a drummer friend of mine steven yep many i have many friends named steven uh and uh, he has uh we'll call it an alexified house yeah right uh this. he's got his own you know like servers you know in his house um when i showed up he was like uh uh, what's your preferred temperature? And I'm like, uh, 70 degrees. He's like, okay. And like the, the guest room where I spent the night, like whenever I walked in, it would adjust itself to 70 degrees or whatever. I'm like, okay. So like his house is literally watching me the entire time I'm there. Right. Like it'll illuminate when I walk down the hall. You know what I mean? If That's I'm the so only convenient. one in the room, yeah. it will attempt to adjust to the temperature, to my preferred temperature, yep. you know, that kind of a thing. And he had all, all of that kind of stuff going on. Um, and when I left, I didn't realize it at the time. I had a good time and we did the thing and, you know, we, I hung out with some people I haven't seen in a while. We barbecued, you know, we did fun stuff. But when I left, I felt this sense of relief. I felt like, ah, the house isn't watching me anymore. Okay, and so I'm just curious if other people feel that, or is it just something that you notice when you're not in that environment?
2: Normally, you put yourself in that environment and then you leave. I don't feel that at all, and I benefit from the convenience. Mm-hmm. Like, I walk into my house, I fire up the device, and go, "Hey, Daddy's home," and all the lights come on. So I can, I don't have to put I don't have to flick any switches. I don't have to put all my stuff down. I can make it through the entire house right to where my stuff goes at the you know when i get home from work or whatever okay. and everything's already on for. Me. All right. Uh, we are out of time. Thank you to our callers. Thank you to Richie
0: Rich and Nikki Sunshine for Thank joining you, me. Thank you captain. Here. You are welcome. If you miss any part of tonight's program, you can find the archives over at freetalklive.com. If you didn't get a chance to call, you can call 7 nights a week, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. Thanks and peace.
3: This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com.